This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization. And you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, time running down. Houston football, and I think Houston victory. The Houston Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why, thank you, Brent Musburger, and welcome into episode number 232 of Raiders Fan Radio. We appreciate everybody joining us live here tonight uh, here in Murph's Fan Cave. What is up, Raider Nation? Appreciate you uh, jumping in and joining us for, uh, man, for a lot of celebration tonight. We're going to celebrate the Raiders' big win against the Broncos, and then, of course, we're going to celebrate the great life of uh, one of the absolute all-time Raiders, and that is uh, Coach John Madden uh, on the heels of his passing, so sadly. Uh, But anyways, we got a lot of uh, good stuff to get to tonight and i appreciate again you jumping in with us on the youtube's live anybody that's tuning in there at youtube.com slash raiders fan radio uh hey we've been stuck at like three thousand subscribers for a hot minute if you want to do, do us a favor if you're listening to us on the audio version of the podcast pop over pop over to youtube.com slash raiders fan radio Give us the thumbs up, give us the like, hit the subscribe button, and uh, help us get those numbers up there, please, if you wouldn't mind, because with the higher numbers, we generate more revenue. When we generate more revenue, we give it away to our foundation, which is the One Nation Foundation. So appreciate you very much. Appreciate everybody in there tonight. Storm, uh, Central Cali Bear, Paul, Paul, Paul. Uh, Fall, uh, Fargo Raider, uh, Fabricator Gil from the IE. What's up, Gil? Uh, so Frank from NorCal is in there. Carlos is in there. Seattle Nick. Cool Kev. Uh, Michelle Sweat, our good friend, is in there. Ron the Raiderator, the guy that holds it down in there. Uh, Damage Inc., Raider Nation Scotland. Tyrone Graves. Man, so many of our, uh, of our good friends. Kiljadis. King Wrecker. Uh, we appreciate you, Lee B., and everyone else that's in the, uh, the chat tonight. All right, so my name is Murph, uh, but I don't do this thing alone. Uh, so let me welcome in uh, the, the man that adorns the Western Annex of the Murph Fan Cave desk here, and that is my uncle in real life. Uncle Mosh! What's up, Mosh? <laughs> hey, Mosh, how are you? Hi, buddy. I was just trying to blow out the speakers. Just been a minute. <laughs> 
Hey, so we missed you last week, but uh, so Merry Christmas, Mosh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. I listened to your selfie. It was, uh, uh, remind me to come over there and smack the shit out of you for saying the F word. <laughs> I know, I right? thought I taught you better than that. Oh, man, I went full potty mouth, man. You it came did. out. You did. It was just like Michelle all over again. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, Swaggy and I were talking about it before the show started. We were dying. We were cracking up. It was so unexpected. You were on a rant, and I was driving. I almost crashed. I'm driving, and all of a sudden, you and I'm like, whoa, that was awesome. I was listening so to the good. podcast. I had to pull over and find it on the YouTube just to look at the expression on your face. I'm like, don't do that. It was worth it one time, oh but don't gosh. do that no more. Yeah, no, I was I was feisty, man. Well, they were talking about all these players being out for the Browns, and look, and that we had just as many players out, and now we got even more. Because everyone's on the COVID everyone's list. Everyone's on the COVID list. Yeah, because yeah. apparently we got everything from Cleveland. And then, you know, anyways, we'll get to all that later. But, yeah. uh, but before we do, uh, Mosh, tell us who adorns the Southern Annex or the Western well, Annex of the Merch Fan Cave Desk. buddy, Swaggeroo, is over there. Let's give it up one time for Swaggy J. Yeah. What's up, Swaggo? Yeah, what's up? What's up? I missed you hey, guys. That, that, that F-bomb that you dropped. May have been one of the funniest moments in the oh, show. Oh, thanks, man. And yeah. I've gotten my ass kicked so many times, and it's you know it's, it's generated a laugh or two. But it was it was incredible. It was so oh, much man, fun. Yeah, that was that was completely unexpected. And, and sure. well, we hang out with Michelle all the time now. She's come I over know, for now two we, two games this season. Now we're all potty mouth up we're here on the show. Well, now. not yeah. all of us. I don't know. You dropped some s words and stuff. Uh, like that. I that was okay. Yeah. 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 But actually, but the first Michelle to kick it off was Michelle Murphy. Our Michelle Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, yep. so all, all Michelle's and me are the ones that curse I, on this I show. promise, even though Michelle Murphy kicked it off, that wasn't the first time Michelle sweated ever dropped one. No, I'm promising oh not. No, and according to her voicemail, certainly not, because I spent about eight minutes on the edit button going in there and bleeping everything out. Hey, let me tell you this. Yes, sir, I want to say thank you to all the people that sent me birthday wishes. I uh, oh, hit the big yes. six three the other day, and uh, that uh, last Wednesday uh, I was feeling a little under the weather, and uh, my wife had been—you knew—my wife had been sick, and we were hosting everybody over to the house on the twenty fifth, and and the show was up on the twenty second, so I thought, you know, it'd be better just to stay home. So we did. We kind of hibernated and got everything ready, and and made sure that we coughed over all the food we prepared for you guys. Good, and, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and I and I missed it, and I really wanted to. I really wanted to be here. But uh, I got l heard lots and lots of uh, well wishes and uh, happy birthday. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that did that. So absolutely. appreciate that. Absolutely. And, 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 and Swago posted it up on our socials. And you, I know you got a lot of love there for that as well. So you're, so you're 63. So you're officially your Gene Upshaw now. I am Gene Upshaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And who was, who, fun I one. believe yeah. that was uh, one of the ones that I said was one of my top three ever absolutely yeah uh, yeah on so my you, Mount Rushmore. And, and your other one was just not long ago too it's just it drunk at 60 just drunk at 60 yeah, yeah so who did so 64 so next that's what your paul mccartney birthday i guess uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't even want to talk about, we don't that. Talk about that don't oh. get me started on that you, uncle mosh has the best conspiracy theory it, ever about paul mccartney might be the only time kevin and i ever agree on anything <laughs> nice <laughs> My bird, my my age right now. I've I've been like living it up. You're Kenny King year. right now. Well, yeah, well, either that or uh, or Jack Tatum because Tatum wore 33 for a minute too. That's right. He sure did. 31. He wore oh, 31. 31 32. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, right. I am I am Kenny. You're Kenny King. King. And then, but next year, next, next year, year strong. I'm next, next year, year Bo strong. I'm Bo. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't have anybody to look forward to. I, well, or an O'Neal. I'll take that. 49 next year. There you go. Yeah. I don't think anybody's 48. 
<laughs> Get the no. Well, last year, last year <laughs> I was waiting for the. I know I was last Trent year Sig, you were Trent Sig, yeah, and I had Marcel Sig. Reese a couple years before that. I so know. I was hanging in there. All right. All right, here we go. Let's get out to this episode. So uh, my good friend, my best friend in the whole world, and yours too, Swag Jeff, always yeah. takes our episode number and ties it back to something significant within Raider Nation. Swaggo, who do you have this week? Yes, every week I do that, and uh, it's going to be a good one. Episode 232 of Raiders Fan Radio. Each and every week I take a significant moment in Raider history and relate it back to the episode number. And episode 232, what are you doing, Keep Patty? going, keep going, Swag. Okay, all right. Uh, we're going back to October 19th, 1970. Oh, oh, yeah. We're going to be highlighting a game. It's the it's uh, the Raiders in Washington. OK, John Madden's led Raiders are victorious this October night, 34 to 20. We're going to highlight the leader of the squad, our new best friend, the Mad Bomber. Daryl, oh, nice. the Come Mad on. Bomber was on fire that night. Yes, he was tossing three touchdowns, including a pair of those to Warren Wells. Oh, nice, nice. Number 81. Daryl LaMonica threw for 232 yards that night. No way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, Jeff. And you know yeah. what's, what's really funny, Swaggy? If you would have had this already done, we could have asked him back in November when we were at that, and he would have been able to tell us. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The man right is on. that sharp. What the weather was that night. <laughs> the whole, yeah, the whole yeah, direction. Exactly. You know, the play right before that. I mean, oh, he is... Yeah. He really is our new best friend. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was like a fangirl moment for you. It was. It, that was huge. No, it was. Uh, it, yeah, like I, I've never seen you fangirl. The you don't way get. That you fangirl. don't giddy over people. I don't uh-uh. get giddy over people. But uh-uh. I was. That's. I can't remember the last time I was giddy. Yeah. And and the fact that he pulled me aside later and was like still wanting to talk. Oh my that gosh! Was, you have pictures of that, and it yeah. was. It was talk about amazing. The guy was so phenomenal and so sharp yes. and just dead on on everything he was saying. It was phenomenal. Absolutely. All right, Mosh, let's hit some contact information and then we'll uh, get to the top of the show. Woo! Hey, Raider Nation, you got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? (laughs) You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. Something. Instagram the at Raiders Fan Radio. The Ticky Ticky Tacky Tock. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Good.
Oh, nice. Oh, nice one. Oh, it's been a minute. We're on. I know, right? Well, so uh, so the chat is blowing up. We got all kinds of people in there. Kill Jadis with a nine ninety nine donation says, nice. speaking of Jack Tatum, I got my wife a Jack Tatum 31 jersey for Christmas and a white, uh, the white jersey with an all white Raiders hat. Ra- or ladies look even sexier in Raiders. Hey, man, dude, let's yeah, go. Yeah, dude. Let's go. Let's go. Man. Kill Jadis. So I, I love it. I love so the Jack Tatum. So when I walked into the last game in Allegiant Stadium, yeah, uh, when I went and saw with the Washington football team game, I was behind a guy wearing a white Jack Tatum 31 jersey, nice. and I was like, respect, dude. I'm like, that's legit. Like that's one of those if you know, you know kind of jerseys, right? Yeah. Like yeah, that, that's that's money. So but who else is in there, Jeff? We got a lot of folks in the chat room. Yeah, we got uh, Paul is in there. QB Jeff is in there. Uh, hey, we're just talking yeah, about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Johnson's in there. Matthew Mangus, Lee B. Fabricator Gill is in there. Michelle Sweat's in there. Fargo Raiders in there. Tyrone Graves. Duke City Raiders in there. Let's see. Uh, Boss Raiders in there. Seattle Nick. We got the whole crew, man. Pineapple B. Oh, Aloha Pineapple. Oh, nice, nice, nice. nice. We heard from Pineapple last yeah, week. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, Dan- and Daniel Mangus with a nine ninety nine donation says, "What's up, fam? Go Raiders! Win for the man, the legend, John Madden. Two weeks to go. We control our destiny. Come on, let's go, nice way buddy. To put it. Amen, amen. Absolutely. We well, appreciate you also very, very much. Uh, so this is the flagship show you get on our network. This is Raiders Fan Radio, and uh, we also have another show on the network that we would ask that you please patronize and check out. Uh, we call that Silver." and black flashback and that's done by our good friend rich smelter uh he's taking some time off during the holidays but his last episode was episode number 20 definitely go check that out it is uh, the sea of hands ends a destiny and and so speaking of you know the most legendary of legendary moments which we've all been reflecting on since the passing of uh of coach madden that is one of the, the there's more named games that John Madden has been a part of than any other head coach. And so definitely go check that out. Uh, Our good friend Rich, who does an amazing job uh, with his show, Silver and Black Flashback. All right, so 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 here at the top, we'll we'll tell you this. Um, We've got tons and tons of Madden content to get to tonight, and we're going to take that and move it. Normally we do respect and kind of our condolences around things. At the top of the show, we're going to move it to the end because we have so much to get to. So just know that. Hang in there. We're going to go ahead and jump into like talking about the, the Raiders-Broncos game. We're going to talk about the upcoming game against the Colts. We want to get to that stuff, uh, and then we're going to do all the Madden on the back end before we get to see a fan. So hang in there with us for that. Uh, so, Mosh, let's go ahead and hit an audio break, and then let's get into this big win against the Donks. Here's one of Madden's favorite players. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. All right, appreciate everybody joining us here tonight for Raiders Fan Radio. So listen, man, this is... We talked about it last week. We actually talked about it for a couple of weeks. Like, you know, people were ready to write off the Raiders. They were ready to like say, you know, that's it. The Raiders season is done. How much ah. could you can't you can't handle anymore? They can't do anymore. They look like crap. Yada yada yada. Well, all of a sudden now we beat Cleveland. Now we beat the Donkeys in Allegiant, which we haven't been great at Allegiant Stadium at times. So now here we got two wins, and now the Raiders control their own destiny on the way out. And it's it, it, it's amazing that we're in this position considering how down we were and look if you can't get encouraged by this last game then i'm not i'm not sure what to tell you but and and it don't just hear it from me though but this goes back an, an extra week i wanted to feature this last week but we ran out of time 
But listen to the sentiment here behind somebody that's a legendary sportscaster himself, um, not particularly a Raider fan by any means, uh, but one of the best voices there is in sports broadcasting. Listen to what Rich Eisen has to say about the resiliency of the Raiders. What more has this team been through and gone through? What more can they go through? Their coach, they come off of it. They, they have an incredible start to the season and their coach, poof, is gone. Google it if you need to for John Gruden. I don't think anybody needs to. Henry Ruggs on their bye week gets drunk, gets behind the wheel of a car, kills somebody. Going in insane miles per hour. His life is essentially destroyed. He destroys another person's life. And that now rests in the locker room with somebody that they went to battle with and they loved and they were shocked by and they're maybe disappointed by. But all of those emotions needed to be corralled with an interim head coach. And the team swooned. But they show up on Thanksgiving and beat the Dallas Cowboys, and then they swoon again, and then they get a game in Cleveland, one of those must-have games. They showed up to McCarran Airport. They were ready to go. They were going through TSA, and they said, turn around. Wow. Go home. They're still human beings who had to get on a plane, who had to get out of their routine, and this is a very routinized business, and it looked pretty damn bleak when Derek Carr threw that interception, and they played defense. And they got the ball back, and Carr got him down the field, and Daniel Carlson is nails. Let's go. And the mm-hmm. Vegas Raiders are still in the mix. So They're at 7-7. Seven and seven. Yeah, I'm telling you there's a chance. Yeah! All right. So, yeah, so from 7-7 seven and seven to 8-7, and seven, but I think the sentiment behind what he had to say and the demonstration of that resiliency, and now even more so, like just when you thought we couldn't add another thing into the mix, we lose literally, aside from Al, the most legendary figure in all of, 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 of Raider Nation. And I, and I guess we'll save more of that, talk about going into the Colts game. But, but Mosh, talk about that. This game against the Broncos, I know it got a little dicey towards the end there. But, man, we, we saw resiliency, and that's kind of what we've been calling for for the past few weeks, right? It's, it's, been, it's been a matter of, of the whole team playing like the whole team. You know, it's not it's not just getting glimpses of a a, a sack here or a, a good catch here and there or a, a nice toss here and there, followed by missed tackles, followed by check down, followed by overthrows, followed by intercepts. No, it was it was putting everything together. Not every game is going to be perfect. You know, there was a few things that 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 went wrong, but there was more things that went right. And and I think I texted you. Uh, on that last throw, when yes. it was, because because I talked about that last time I was on, and I said, if, if, if are we not that we're maybe we're not the team to go out there and do a fourth down trick play or this kind of thing that's not in our makeup, and they proved me wrong because it was it was what fourth and one and a half or fourth and two whatever it was, and freaking Carr throws that little bloop thing over there to Moreau, and boom, ball game. Ball game, you know, and I'm like, yes, well, yes. that's nothing's better. Sorry, Jeff, no, nothing's you're... better than being proven wrong when it's to my benefit. <laughs> Absolutely, well, I love that. Well, that play reminded me of the beginning of the year, Raiders. Before, right, 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 before right. the shit hit the fan. You remember the overtime game against Baltimore when everyone expected a run. Everyone was expecting a run of it on second down or whatever it right, was. Right, and right. they threw that little fade to yes, Zay Jones. Yes, yes. It was so reminiscent of that. 
you know, and to see the defense and the offense work together to get the job done. It was a gritty, it was a gritty win. You know, obviously we want to blow out the donks every single time. And at moments it looked ugly, but these are the kind of games that you got to win. And we got it done. It was awesome. And didn't that seem like that was a million years ago? Oh my God! Oh, you know, yes. I mean, yeah. it's seen, yeah. because it's a, this this season has been so long. Well, and you look at the people that have departed the team. It's a different team. Oh my! It's just a straight up different different team. team yeah, you know, absolutely. Well, and you know, it was nice to see about that too. Is that look? It was an ugly win. Like it was. There was nothing pretty about it. Right. But here's the thing. And again, we're, we we always reflect on the past around here, anyways, because we're we're old school Raider fans and we just love the mystique of the Raiders and the history of it. But like, that's the way the Raiders used to win. Like. I know that kind of it can be a little cloudy for us at sometimes when we look back and we look at all the championships and all the big games and all that. But we weren't blowing people out. We did in that one Super Bowl. We won thirty eight to nine against the Redskins. But like we were dominating. Right. We were the games were decisive. But games like the Holy Roller and the Sea of Fans and all that, those were last second ugly ass wins. Right. Ghost to the post like yes, it Ghost to the Post is one of the most famous Raider plays ever. Stabler didn't throw the right ball. It was right. Casper <laughs> adjusting to it that made it great. Like those are the kind of things that you do that greatness happens and unfolds to win a game. Yeah, and so you know, and and so this is these, these are the kind of games that you want to see because you know everyone everyone's been on Derek Carr all I on mean, see, him. They Huge. on him. You know, hey man, you know what what the heck? You know what is this stuff? But now we're gonna hear a quote from him in just a moment. It's just win, baby. Let's just win. It doesn't matter how it looks, and it doesn't matter what the stats look like. Just win. Just win. So this is interesting. So coming off the field, here's what Derek Carr says. This is in the moment. Camera in his face. Well, again, it wasn't pretty. But I guess we don't care about how it looks. We only care about wins. All right. So And, and we agree, Derek. And look, yep. and this is what... If you don't think that athletes pay attention to social media, look, they do. And they're, they, they're interested. 100%. Look, I'm not saying that every fan's opinion carries weight and whatnot, but I think a general sentiment that has gone on in Twitter and otherwise is that, you know, our love-hate affair with that damn thing. But anyways, but I, what Derek realizes is that there are uh, there's a, a very distinctive camp that is highly supportive of him that boasts his stats constantly. Then you have the other camp over here that is highly critical of him. And that camp all the time is shouting down his lack of wins. And what do they always say? Yeah, stats are great. Where's the W's? And we've been guilty of that. And I'm guilty of that. Like, I've done that as well. Where's the damn W's? Mm -hmm. Make the numbers in the column on the left bigger than the numbers in the column on the right. That's all that we really care about. So Derek is responding to that. What was interesting to me is that he proved, and I like this, I like smart-ass fiery Derek Carr. Give me red-ass Derek Carr all day long. You know this means something to him because not only did he say going off the field, but then he had a chance to calm down to get into the CBS post-game interview. Listen to what he has to say. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, you guys certainly like to make these games exciting. Before I get too far into this, i got to ask you about that last play almost on the third and two where everybody's expecting you guys to run the ball and then you throw it to Moreau. Take me through that. That was a huge play and, uh, you know, Coming in the second half, we, we, we had everything we wanted, and uh, we had two plays there that we'd obviously we'd love to have back, uh, but we made it interesting. Uh, but anytime you can hit a play like that, win a football game, it feels good. You knew this was going to be a tough one against this Broncos defense. Playing without Darren, you're playing without Brian. You're 
you know, short-handed, but I want to know how you feel about how this team responds to adversity. It's been a, it's been a hard year for everybody uh, on our team, uh, not not just me. So for our team, we respond uh, that nobody cares. You know, it's not going to be easy. Sometimes it's not going to be pretty because uh, uh, some things may be not ironed out as perfectly as they usually are. But uh, uh, who cares, right? All we care about is wins. And your defense, I have to know, they made – the Broncos run deep, or run yeah. offense actually almost non-existent, 18 yards yeah. total. What kind of statement did they make? It's unbelievable. When you have a great defense, you can win games like this. And uh, we have a great defense that comes up big for us, and they're getting hot right now, and it's awesome. Uh, and uh, what a time to do it. You know, uh, offensively, we got some things we need to work on, uh, obviously. But anytime you can get a win, it doesn't matter how you got it. Just two more games left. You're still in the playoff Absolutely. Hunt. After all this team has been through, what would it mean to make the postseason? Like I said last week, everybody's trying to plan my future and plan everybody else's future in our building. But I don't think we're done yet. Well, great win, Jared. Congrats. Appreciate it. God bless you. Merry Christmas. All right, there we go. So I, I, I love that. I know, me too. And I didn't cut that off. That was the video that cut off the Merry Christmas. Uh, and that, to me, like, okay, Mosh, we, we had a conversation around this a few weeks ago around, like, you know, and you didn't, and fair enough, you didn't want to speculate on where people were at with their mentals and things like that. And that was a very fair point. My point in going into that conversation was it felt like there was something off, that we felt like there was a fire about the team that was gone and or at least missing or or lowered and but we understood why it wasn't an indictment of the team at all my my opinion it wasn't uh, of Derek but there was something that was different like Jeff said it feels like now we're kind of climbing back we're climbing back into what the Raiders were in the beginning of the year Hunter Renfro also had a quote after the game great teams find a way to feed off each other and our defense has given us the last couple weeks for sure I love that yeah. right and you hear yeah. the same thing from Derek so Mosh like what are you feeling now what do you what do you think about these comments now from Derek and kind of the direction mentally that the team is headed in well you know anytime you have adversity it's going to take some time it's going to take whether it's whether you go through some kind of of therapy or whether you go through through some kind of uh, internal reflection or whatever it takes. And you couldn't ask for a, a poster child of a team that has had more diversity in one year. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, again, I don't have the answers because I'm not in the locker room, but I do know this, that, that these are professional athletes and these are guys that are, have been under the gun for a long time because this season has lasted for 12 years, you know? <laughs> yeah. The longest season forever. And it's, it's just like one thing after another, after another, after another. And they're, they're finally, are they figuring it out? I don't know, but it, in the last two weeks, they've showed that will to win that they hadn't that they had seemed to lost for a smidge there, and it seems to be back. and And that's the reflection of that is back on on the um, on the field. You know, you you mentioned, and I'll and I'll hit it over no, swag good. in a hot second. But you mentioned a, uh, uh, one of the, the the blowout win of the Super Bowl of the Redskins that we had. Yeah, yeah. If you go back and you look, that that was the trend. Of Super Bowls, Very there good was point. there was a, a a series of Super Bowls from the beginning through. I can't remember which because I'm 63. I just had another revolve around the sun, and but they Super Bowls were terrible games. There was yeah. not a good Super Bowl. Right. There was not overtime Super Bowls. This was the this was before that. Before Super Bowls were Super Bowls. So you got to the Super Bowl and there was going to be a clear winner and a clear loser. And and so us, our Super Bowl was usually against Pittsburgh, 
you know, <laughs> right, in the right, AFC right. championships. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that 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 us having that history of blowouts has never really been there. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Mosh. Well, and and not to change gears, but but you talked about Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I, I want to give respect to this dude. Um, this guy has been, I think, the most consistent piece of the Raiders the entire season. Yep. You know, I mean, so you got this week alone, you had Darren Waller out again, oh. you had Brian Edwards out. Damn. You know, so so your number one wide receiver is Hunter Renfro. That's it. You know, your slot wide receiver. And this guy is now in very like a, a short list of some of the greatest seasons that a wide receiver for the Raiders has ever had. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. So, uh, so he has ninety-two receptions so far on the year. Dang. We've got two games left. Uh, the the record for receptions by any player is Darren Waller actually last oh, year. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, at one hundred and seven receptions. Wow. But uh, the record for a wide receiver is one hundred and four by Timmy Brown. Okay. So he is third on the list right now in wide receivers. He's tied now at 92 with Jerry Rice, which is a crazy company. cool. Yeah. And so, you know, so what does he need? He needs uh, 12 catches in the next two games to be the all-time leading single-season wide receiver wow, in receptions. Wow, let's go, And dude. he's a kid. And, and he's, he's a, a kid. And he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. I'm going yeah. to tell you, this this guy's he's going to be with the franchise for a long time, oh, gosh, and I he's going to so. be our staple. I, I agree, man. That's that's money, dude. And yeah. I, it would be kind of cool to see him get to the 100-catch. I mean, I know that we're in a 17-game season now, and that's what it's going to be like for the rest of the NFL world. It doesn't forward. matter. But it would be kind of cool to when, when contrasting those stats to see him get to those numbers in 16. That way it's apples to apples against yes. those other guys. That would yeah. be really cool. Um, but, yeah, man, incredible stuff there. Uh, yeah, but when, we, when we're going to talk about Coach later, uh, Coach Madden, of course, and and those games that he was coaching were fourteen game That's seasons. Very true. That so very you know, true. I I I don't do the asterisk thing, you know, on that. Uh, it, and and it goes back to you know my issues with Barry Bonds. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, it, it, you 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 do it or you don't. You know, and 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 he if he does it. Man, more power to okay, him because he's going to do it again next year. Absolutely. Good Truth. stuff. Good stuff, guys. All right, so listen, as, as, as nice as it was and as, as well as Renfro's playing, uh, Derek had some struggles. We know we, that um, sure. we've, we've talked numerous times about uh, you know the ball security and things like that. And look, I mean, everybody knows about all that stuff, so I'm not going to sit around here and beat up on Derek Carr because we won the freaking game. Like, if we had lost this game, probably have a different sentiment, a different story coming Truth. from us. But look, at the end of the day, Derek helped get our offense in a position to win the football game. And as Mosh said earlier, through the game winning pass, like, so the end. So we're not going to sit around and beat up on Derek. What I will tell you though, is that at times when I have beat up on Derek because of a loss, I've said, well, there isn't any good stats for me to go over. So these are the bad stats. So we got them. We got good stats. And we're not I even love a, a good stat. And we're not even going to go to the... <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the kids call it? Hey, I love a good stat. I love a good stat. You love to see a good stat, yeah. Jeff. What, what's the commercial? They go, stat that. <laughs> what is isn't that what they say during the, oh, yeah, during the, the games? The, the Amazon commercial. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Amazon. Yeah, yeah stat, stat that. Stat that. All right. stat that. Oh, we need to get that. We need to get a soundbite of, of you guys going, stat that. Okay, Do cut it. it. Ready? 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 One, two, two three. Two. Stat that. <laughs> it sounds almost like sad sack <laughs> oh it does so what i'll do is that okay so every time i read a stat then you guys say stat that yes okay ready 
Going in, Raiders had 21 sacks in the first eight games of the season, tied for fifth most. They had, going in, eight sacks in the last six games, tied for third fewest. Stat that! But what the Raiders did in response was in the last six games on defense against the Donkeys, they held the Donkeys to a three and out on four plays, a field goal and only four yards, uh, a, a, t- a touchdown, a 22, yard, uh, uh, 22 yards of, of offense on a drive, that ended in a punt, six plays that ended in a missed field goal, and then seven plays that ended in 19 yards and a punt. Stat that! In total, that is 23 plays for only 76 yards per play and only four first downs all game. Stat that! The Raiders' defense finished with 18 pressures led by Quentin Jefferson, who had seven, including one sack and six hurries in 30 snaps. Stat that! Yannick Ngakwe in the last two games, here you go, Capo, has 48 pass rush snaps and two pressures. Cleveland Farrell, however... Ten pass F rush to the snaps. E to the R to the R to the E to the L to the L. It ain't furled. And three pressures. That that KJ Wright needs fifteen tackles to become the only third active player in the NFL with a thousand career tackles. That that the Raiders were on the field for forty defensive plays yesterday uh, on Sunday against the Donkeys, the lowest for any team in the season. That that last. The Raiders had lost 55 games when turning the ball over three times and scoring 17 or fewer points on Sunday. The previous win was over the Chargers in 2001. Before yesterday, NFL teams had a .037 win percentage in those situations in the last 10 seasons. That, that. Let's effing go, Let's Raiders. Let's go, man. But you know what? Oh, good job, guys. But you know what? The only stat that we care about is the W. I thought you were going to say the scoreboard. <laughs> no, well, yeah, but seriously, those are all awesome and great, but as we all said, we just want to win. Seriously. Win. That's the most important stat. 1-0 on the weekend. Let's go. Let's go. Let's so, go. So we get to 8 and or uh, excuse yeah, so we get to uh 9 and 8. Okay? Somebody I know no, uh-uh. that adorns no, the Western we, Annex we, we, of the Merce Fan we, Cave. We guys. don't want 9 and 8 cuz we uh-uh. Because someone oh. said we were going to be ten and seven to make the stop, playoffs. Stop! 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 You're killing me right now. If you and I were at a baseball game right now, I'd slap the dog snot out of you. <laughs> you got a pitcher on the mound. Okay. He's throwing. He's throwing a no hitter. It's the seventh inning, and you're going to want to talk about it. Okay. Fair enough. I'll just say that that pitcher would be named Mastradamus. Thank you very much. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. This is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. All right, so speaking of stats, too, you know, look. Go to- <laughs> you mean like what? how Rico thinks of them? Rico says, you know what I think about those stats? What's that? Shove it, you know where. <laughs> Come on, Rico. All right, hey, speaking of the chat, Storm is in there. Erica is in there. Chris Gang is in there. Raider-born Rico, of course. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider Arcapo is in there. 
Uh, the Big Easy Rogue Code, Seattle Nick is in there. Mac Bud is in there. Uh, Fabricator Gill, uh, Storm, did I say Storm? Uh, yes, sir. Fargo Raider is in there. So many of our good friends, Jeff Murphy, uh, of course, uh, the, the the proprietor of the best deli there is in Middle Tennessee and oh, even yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, in Central California as well. We appreciate uh, Jeff and and the Domenico's crew. Which speaking of Domenico's, that's where my kid's working right now. Yeah, I Vin, know. Vinny's hey, at work. Hey, yeah. Jeff, did I tell you that Vinny's bringing me a sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, Mosh is getting Mosh lobbied for Vinny's shift meal. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're What'd you get? I cheated him out of it. I got. I mean, uh, we worked the deal. <laughs> I'm getting a soprano. Oh. I'll give you half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cut yeah. me off a slice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So let's talk a little bit about this Colts game. So going into this Colts game, uh, you know, we wrote, what do you got to do late in the season and in the playoffs? To win, you got to run the football, play defense. It's it's even in this crazy ass version of the NFL that we're in, where everything is hyper focused around the passing game, everything is in favor of the quarterbacks, everything is in favor of the wide receivers. It's still at the end of the season every year. What do you see? You see pocket quarterbacks with great running backs and awesome defenses. That that's who wins. Like I. And and it's, and I don't dislike the version of the NFL and the high-powered offenses and the the dynamic players that we have seen. But what ultimately wins championships is those types of things. All that said, what are we doing well right now? Well, we just highlighted how great the defense is playing, and then oh yeah, guess what? This guy that I will say we, but I'll own it myself, kind of gave up on a few weeks ago. Josh Jacobs, yeah, who was. You know, like one of the bright standouts of our draft in 2017. 19. That's what I meant to say. Thank you, Jeff. Um, one of the, the guy that was like, okay, this was a good pick. This was a surefire guy. Showed so much consistency in his career. And now this season, man, it's like, where did he go? Well, now against the Donkeys, Josh Jacobs goes for 129 yards on 27 carries. And don't you know this, Swag Jeff? The Raiders are 11-3. and three when Josh Jacobs carries 20 times or more, the first time he's done this, which when he did on, on Sunday, that's the first time he's did it since thanks, done it since Thanksgiving. What do you see? Like, I, to me, I'll just give you my quick opinion, then I'm going to throw it to you guys for your opinions on, okay. on the game going against Colts. That, what I just detailed that, run the football. Josh Jacobs gets going, gets the pushes up front, and we get the same kind of defensive pressures that we got against the Donkeys. Like, to me, like we can go into Indianapolis and win this freaking game. Well, it's I mean, it it makes or breaks the game. You know, when when you have to when you have to have the defense keep him honest, then you know it opens up everything. So when Josh Jacobs gets going, it all opens up and everything gets going. So you know, I mean, it was good to see him have a good game because a couple weeks ago. You know, he called out the team and said, we need to come out ready to go. You know, I don't know why it takes a big play for us to do whatever. And then what does he do? He hands the ball off to the Chiefs the guy on the first play. play of the game. You know, and, and I think he actually, did he fumble the ball this week? Did he lose a fumble or yes. almost lose a fumble? Yeah, or, yeah or, him or, and Derek both fumbled. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, but yeah, I mean, he, the running back is the key to the game. You know, and so in this offense, that's in like this it does. offense, yeah. that's what it is. So you know, and really in any offense, you know, you get a running game going a little bit, and it opens up everything. Absolutely, and it opens it up too defensively because it was unique. Like I, we went through all those stats. The defense was on the on the field for forty plays, Mosh. Like 
they're not getting gassed. These we're not like they're not the 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 uh, our offense is sustaining long drives, allowing these guys to stay rested. So when they come in, you got guys like Max and Yannick on like they're fresh. They're coming in. Their their ears are pinned back, as they say. So. You know, you're, we were talking about Jacobs. We've also were we were talking about Carr, and we were talking about uh, what we were thinking that 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 the team was lacking something, that the team was was not dealing with their adversity, the team was not not stepping up. But obviously, what I said earlier is that things clicked against the Donkeys. L.A. clicked against Cleveland, but they really clicked for yes. two weeks in a row. Yes. And you know, it's it's like when when we when we coach something, you know, and, and you and I have have, uh, have all coached Jeff, you helped me coach a couple of years right after you got out of school. When when you do something and you do it well, you say, "Wow, okay, that play worked. That was great. Now let's do it again and make sure it's right, not a fluke." Right. Let's do it a third time and make sure that we, we just didn't get lucky the second time. And that's what that's what two wins in a row is telling me, is that, okay, so we're getting over. They're not pretty wins, but they're Ws. N- needless to say, they're Ws, and we need two more. I'm the guy that said, I don't think we have the team that can win, win out, that can win four out, okay, to make my prediction come true. But prove me wrong again. I'll be the first to admit it. You know, I love that. You know, let's see if we can do it a third time. Let's, you know, it's 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 going to be tough because the Colts ain't a bunch of slouches. And that's and you know that's that's something we need to think about. They're, you know, it's going to and we're going to talk about them coming up here in a minute. But, you know, it's going to be it's it, and I think we got the right mindset coming off of two victories going into the to to this Colts game. It's going to be it's going to be a dogfight for sure. I I agree, Mosh, and, and and you're right. And you know, one of the things that they do so well and, you know, look, there was a lot of Colts that went on the COVID list early on. There was yes. even speculation they could have their entire offensive line on the COVID list. Well, they got them back today, and they got some good ones. Quentin Nelson and whatnot, like, they have some... Uh, well, so- yeah, because the NFL has said any team playing the Raiders only has to be on COVID for four hours. <laughs> exactly. right, Every, right. The Raiders have to be on for a month, Yeah, but just the teams that we play, it's four hours, and you drink some vitamin C, and you're good. <laughs> And Darren Waller, in the meantime, is on the COVID IR. He's on the COVID he's IR till yeah, till twenty twenty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but talk about so like what are the, the Colts do well is run the football, Jack. Yeah, exactly. You know, we talked about Josh Jacobs getting going. We need to get him going. Well, that's that's what we're gonna have to stop on the other side of the ball because Jonathan Taylor is having an elite season. He's he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. If he's, it weren't for Derek, know, if it weren't for Derrick Henry getting hurt. You know, this, you know, Derrick Henry would be the best, but Jonathan Taylor is now, you know, showing that he can ball as well. And so this guy, he, he's he's leading the league in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. He's gone for 100 yards in six of the last seven Jeez. games. I mean, that's un, that's an unreal stat if you want to stat that, you know. Stat but, that. Yeah. Stat that. And, you know, but and he's a young guy. He's 22 years old. So, he, you know, Ooh. he's, you know, he's gritty and he wants to play and he's pounding and he's doing all the right stuff. So our defensive line, it's time to step up. Yeah. The linebackers, it's time to step up. Is is uh, Perryman back? I, I, well, yeah. Well, he got active, He got put on the list early, right? Yeah. So, well, because well, he didn't play on Sunday. No, no, no. Well, but did, was on he that. on the COVID list, too? I don't know. I don't even know. There was so many know. damn but many we, of them that went but on. But we on. need him back. We need him to put Jonathan Taylor on his ass. Absolutely. You well, and, I mean? and then you mentioned the guys up front, like Jefferson and Solomon. Like, those guys are playing great right now. Yep. You know what I mean? And stepping in with Hankins going down. Yeah. Like, stepping in like... Well, who did... Uh, did Nick Chubb play against Cleveland? 
For, play, for play, Cleveland? Yeah. For Cleveland? Yeah. He wasn't on a COVID list or anything no, like that? No, he ran. He was their he only highlight. Us. He killed us. Yeah. yeah. He ran for 100 and some odd yards. Did yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed yeah. us. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because we won. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, you know, but the defensive line has been, you know, stout this year. Absolutely. It's been solid this year. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know. Do it for John. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, Q Dog was saying that he's about sick of the media gushing over the Colts. You know, and they're they kind do. of darlings right they now, are, aren't they? they? And yeah. they have always gushed over the Colts. Oh, you know, even, I mean, I can't wait we, for them to not make the playoffs. Oh my gosh, I, know, <laughs> I can't wait. All we got to do is win out, guys. That's all we got to do is win this thing. We we could make the playoffs at nine and eight. Uh, there's there is there's room in there for us to do that, and I said that the Raiders were nine and eight earlier. That they're not; they're eight and seven. But um, so the Raiders uh, could still make the playoffs in nine and eight. But that's one of those scenarios where we need like all these other things to happen. Um, so we don't want that. We want to if we win out, we win two games. That's it. We are in. And don't you damn know? And I don't want to look past the Colts game. And this has been fun discussion <laughs> around the Colts game. But we're gonna be in Vegas for the game against the Chargers, and yep. for a long time. We've been saying, heck, this could be the game for the division. Yep. Well, it may yep. not be for the division, but don't you damn know this might be a game for the playoffs, Moss. <laughs> Holy crap. How cool would it be to see that firsthand oh oh to see the freaking Raiders take out the Chargers in Vegas to make their first freaking playoff appearance since 2016. Derek Carr's first ever to start in, first ever for the Vegas Raiders. I mean... And to shut the media up about Justin Herbert. You. you know oh what I mean? Gosh. Let's let's Justin not forget Hebert. who the Chargers are. Chargers are going to Chargers. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah. Well, but hey, call out everybody that's going to be there with us. Oh, my gosh. So we are going to have so many of our good friends there. So it... Uh, Man, okay, so Mosh and I are going, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna sit with our good buddy Trinidad, uh, who was so kind to help us get tickets to the game. We're gonna sit with Trinidad and his crew, which is amazing. You've heard us talk about them before. Uh, we're gonna link up with Fabricator Gill and the IE and his family uh, in one of the tailgates as well before we go. But we are not gonna be there attending alone. We're gonna have Sonny, cousin Sonny, Pretty will be sunny. there. Kevin, the Raider nerd, and Sonny are hanging out together. They're going. They're sitting, sitting, the sitting together, right? They're they sitting got two, together. Two seats together. Michelle Sweat and her husband Lamar. Mont are going, and they're okay. going to be sitting with each other. And then uh, Capo was going, and he's and sitting hanging out with Fabricator Gill. Yes. Like it's like a RFR crew, crew going on, man. It's going to be so amazing. Cannot wait. And if you are listening to this, and uh, and I didn't mention your name, reach out to us. Hit me up, Murph at RaidersFanRadio.com. Send me an email, and because uh, we're going to have a busy day, we're going to be all over the place. We're going to see numerous tailgates. We got to go to the Black Hole. We got to go to Trinidad. We're going to go to Gill. We want to get in to see comp, hopefully Comp. Shout out the boy. Poor guy's on a damn COVID list, and, and probably, hopefully he'll get back for this game, but hopefully he'll make it back to be able to play in the first home game for him at Allegiant. Anyways, we got to get down to the field and shout out our boy, Will Compton. So we're going to be all over the place. It's going to be a busy day, but if you're going to the game, and I didn't mention your name, hit me up, Murph at RaidersFanRadio.com. Yeah, let us know, because we'll, we'll, we'll either either start a uh, one of those group me's or Kevin's whatever. Kevin already does that Karen, for us. Okay, he's yes. already done that, we, because we will be there. We're leaving Friday the 7th. Yes. And we'll be there. So we're there Friday. We're open Saturday. Sunday's the game. And we're open Monday. We're not flying out till Tuesday. Till Tuesday. We're going to have a long oh, Yeah. Weekend. So anybody so else jealous. have money they can loan us, let us know right away. <laughs> loan money to Mosh so he can loan it to me. I was about to say Murph will be out by Sunday or by Friday night. Yeah. Well, uh, Friday afternoon is the last thing. He, does, he doesn't do well in the Vegas airport. <laughs> Oh, my oh. gosh. Good I'm thing the, they don't I'm, have a craps table at the airport. Oh, oh that would be the I'm best. I'm the only guy that ever has lost 
whatever amount of money in the Vegas airport. I'll just say that. What a dumbass. Six trips to Vegas in the last five months, and you lose all your money in the Vegas airport because you couldn't, you didn't want to spend eight bucks on a bagel. Oh. <laughs> hey, let's just say that Wheel of Fortune machine is highly underrated in terms of addiction. All right, Vox, let's hit a, let's hit a break, and then uh, let's talk about Coach Man. I love this guy. This is Trent Sagan. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. All right. Appreciate everybody joining us here tonight. Mosh, you got the chat open there? Who do we got in the chat tonight? Oh, man. We got, let's see, we got uh, Trace Lord. We got Fargo Raider, Aaron the Q-Dog, Lee B, Foxy Scorpio, Raider Born Rico, Michelle Sweat, Tyrone Graves, Ron the Mater Raider, Super Deuce, Fabricator Gill, uh, Tyrone. Tyrone, and I'm sure Ebony's in there as well. I'm trying to scroll up and see. Uh, let's see, Jack Kenna's in there. Chevy Silver Raider's in there. Paul? Paul. 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 Uh, Rogue Code is in there. Uh, who am I forgetting? Man, if I forgot you, I apologize. Storm is in there. Chronicles of the Black Hole is in there. Jack Kenna. Erica S. is in there. Uh, man, uh, Mac Bud is in there. Wyoming Raider. Everybody's, oh gosh, everybody's in there. In there Seattle man. Nick. Uh, man, they are all in there, and uh, the problem is that they have not hit the like button or the dislike button. Hit them all. You know, hit, hit all, them the all. Hit all them buttons. I love it. Ron you know? says the, the Wheel of Fortune machine paid for 47% of the operating cost of the airport. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you shout out Samoan Raider in there? Samoan hey! Raider. Samoan, what's up, buddy? What's up, Samoan? Our good I, finished, buddy, Samoan I finished last in our league. Oh, yeah, talk oh, about no. that. I don't want to talk about it. Well, so I'm... So tell, tell them about the league and then what, what happened. Yeah, so so the league... So I got my draft advice who's from... In the, who's in the league, Jeff? Well, it's everybody. It's uh, it's Samoan and uh, Kenny King Jr. is in content there. content creators. It's content creators. Yeah, so you got, you know, so you got Graf is in there and Samoan and Kenny and uh, Honcho's in there. Mikey's in there. Uh, that other guy's in there. Uh, it, it, it's, it's so cool. It's so much fun. But I got my draft advice from Murph. <laughs> who only drafts. Who, I'm who, awesome at, ra- at, at, at fantasy well, football. Well, we all want you to win because all you do is draft Raiders. You draft all Raiders, and then at the end when there's nothing left, you'll draft Aaron Rodgers if he's available. <laughs> and then and, bench him. Yeah, and then bench him all year, which yeah. he, he balled out for you last week on the bench. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, good, yeah, good, it's, good, it's good, okay. Good, it's yeah. okay. But uh, but yeah, so I took that advice, and so I finished last. And oh. I, I lost to Kenny King, who quit paying attention to the league in like week five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I st- I did my lineup. I did all the drop ads and all that kind of stuff. You did. Yeah, and I, and I lost by like 40 points. Oh, Jeff, I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. Now, are you part of the RFR league? Because, you know, we have an RFR league that's run by Greg, Caller Greg in Tennessee. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. You're not in that no, one? No, I'm not in that. I know Capo and a handful of other people are yeah, in that league. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure, for and sure. Capo talks about that on uh, on, on his call uh, about the RFR league. And yeah, yeah that's Samoan says I got your award for being last. It'll be it'll go perfect in the fan <laughs> deal. Can't wait for that. Oh, that deal, Samoan. I got a perfect spot for right there behind Swag Jeff, man. Yeah, we will yeah, get, yeah. It's right we will there. proudly display his last that's place right. trophy. If if we do the league again, I'll draft for real. Well, hey, no, no, you got to represent. Better to lose <sighs> with all Raiders. Than to win with a chief, okay. Jeff. Okay, well then I'm not going to draft Derek Carr. It's whatever. I don't care. You can draft Nathan <laughs> Peterman again. I don't care. Just you're not going to well, freaking. I, well, I draft. 
You got to represent this year, I drafted, something. Listen, I drafted Jeff. all three Raider quarterbacks this year. I drafted Derek, Jeff, Marcus, and Nate Peterman. Jeff, the, the the brand is bigger than the standings. Okay, you do it for the name on the back on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. Okay, uh, yeah, you're yeah, in you're this right. Raider thing. This Raider thing, and no joke, you're in it. For, you're in it for life. Hey, that's it, man. So you just draft Raiders and you take your loss like a man. Uh, and don't look at the scoreboard. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. As long as we're out there having fun, right? Yeah, you had a lot of fun this year. Yeah, I'll look bet. At, yeah, I did. So look at Simone's going to send you something uh, to put in your shot there. Mosh, what are you doing over there? You just having some candy? I was laughing so I was laughing so hard I was oh. coughing, so I needed I needed one of these. Oh, okay, all right. Good, <laughs> good. Chew it into the thing there. So we got there. You go. ASMR. Oh my gosh. Right. I'm getting the tingles. I, okay, Welcome so to the quiet I was oh, telling. He texted text <laughs> me like, him, uh, he text, what did you text me on Christmas Day or the day no, after Christmas day or something Christmas. like that? I had he to go goes, into work goes, for a couple he minutes. Goes, hey, what's the what's those videos with the sounds with the with the crinkling <laughs> Again, and stuff? What is it? A-M-S-R-S-R-M-A or what is it? And I'm like, and that was it. And that was our conversation. I was sitting there with my bosses, right? My my two big bosses were sitting there, and I'm retired, and I don't so I don't care. And they're great, and I work for these wonderful people. And I was sitting there, and I I, I did something. And I went, oh jeez, and they go, stop that! That's a horrible noise. And I go, I go, no, that's that's A R M S R S R. And they go, what the hell are you talking about? And I go, it's that noise thing, and it creates a, a soothing little vibe thing. And yeah, they, you get and the tingles in your brain. Like, yeah, you get, it's yeah. like crinkle paper, and they're like. You are stupid. What are you talking? I go, no, it's a real thing. So I and I was saying the wrong letters and everything. So I texted Jeff and he helped me out and he kept kept me working. Okay, good deal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, let's hit a break and talk about Coach Madden. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. All right, appreciate everybody jumping in here for episode number 232 of Raiders Fan Radio. So, yeah, um, you know, kind of a somber note, uh, as, as everyone is highly aware of, we lost the legendary uh, John Madden, and uh, you know we were talking about it before the show about what was so amazing about Madden was his ability and his success um, that he drove in everything that he ever did. Um, you know he was not only an iconic coach, he was an iconic broadcaster, he was an iconic creator, he was an iconic marketer. Um, Mosh was telling us a little bit about his real estate ventures. I mean, and about the the heights that he reached in that. Like it, literally, the guy, everything the guy ever did was 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 and it was beyond success even it was just to a highly celebrated and always unique level too which is what was so amazing about coach um we could do an entire show about john madden we practically have in the past but we want to focus on tonight being we're raiders fan radio we want to focus on john madden's coaching career with the raiders and the absolute legendary career that it was and frankly unprecedented still to this day his tenure coaching career is unmatched. And this is in a world where Bill Belichick exists and Bill Walsh and Parcells and people that aren't just named Bill. Like there's a lot of like incredible coaches that have come through the NFL. And some of the things that Madden did likely will never be attained again. And so we want to celebrate that. And what 
uh, what's the consequence of, of what his career was to the Raiders. Everything, please, Mosh, jump in here and, and, and talk a little bit about what Madden meant to Raider Nation. So Madden meant to football fans in general two different things. By the time Madden became the head coach of the Oakland Raiders at the age of 32, he was the youngest head coach ever. Coached for 10 years with an unbelievable record. Uh, that would be for stat that sometime in the future. But definitely the GOAT. And in 10 years, when he retired at 42 years old from coaching football, there are many, many, many men who have coached who never got the opportunity to be a head coach at 42 years old. So this man retires from coaching at 42 years old, dies at 85, which means that he lived an entire another life, 43 more years, and, and arguably became more famous in those that next 43 years, the second half of his life, than he ever did in the first half. Because there are fans, there are young football fans who don't realize that the game they play constantly, Madden, was all about and was was brought on by this guy who came to prominence because of that 10 years that he had as head coach of the Raiders. They don't know about those Raiders in that 10-year period. Maybe they do, but they don't, they don't, they don't, they hadn't lived it like I had. Madden quit coaching 10 years before Swaggy was born. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, there was, but everybody, but Swaggy's a huge football fan, always has been, but knows Madden, knows the game, knows the sportscaster, knows the, the, all the stuff about, you know, not flying and, and having the, having the, 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 uh, the train that he always took or the bus that he always took. The bus, the same bus that when 9 11 happened, he was at an event with Peggy Fleming, the ice skater and gave her his bus to get her home to, to Alameda because she couldn't because because the, the airlines were shut right, down right, right. you know just little stuff like that people people don't know um, the the things about Madden uh, Madden when he retired he said he said uh, I gave it everything I have and I and I just don't have anything left. Uh, when asked if he would ever coach, he said, "No, I'm retiring from football coaching, and I'm never going to coach again in my life." This type of thing is easy to talk about. It's never easy to do. I'm an Oakland Raider. I will always be an Oakland Raider, and I never respected people who moved around from team to team. Loyalty has always been an important thing and a trait of mine, and it will continue to prevail. If that doesn't say what the type of man that Madden was, then I don't know what I don't know what defines a man because the guy understands, and especially you know when we talk about La Familia and we talk about our family, our number one thing is loyalty. Absolutely, you know, you you may you you and I may have a discussion one day, and I may tell you don't do it, and you come to me the next day and you say I did it, and I say okay. I'll go get a shovel and we'll help you find, you know, bury the body. But that's, but 
that's loyalty, and that's the kind of guy you know. And, and I'm, 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 I'm having some fun with that. But that's that's what he stood for. That's what kind of guy that he yes, was. Yes. And people get that, you know. And he stuck to it. And it's he's one thing stuck, to say was, to it, like how many times have we heard coaches reti- retire and then come back? Right, Urban Meyer or freaking I don't know Dick Vermeil, like whatever. You that last the, guy we had, right? You know, the long list of coaches that retire and then ultimately come back. Madden did not, and then went on to levels of greatness at everything else that he touched. Everything afterwards. he touched, and, he, and it was be, and it was because of that. It was because of his work ethic. He put everything he did into everything he did. Yes, absolutely. You know, and 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 it was just it was it was phenomenal. You know, I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if I ever said it on the air or not. But your grandmother met him on a train. Yeah, oh, I've heard that Tell story. The story. I love yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah, you know, my ma, my ma, uh, and her, and that man she was married to, not my dad, but that other guy. Uh, they were on their way to get married in Chicago, and they ran into Madden on a train. He was on a train from the same train from Denver to Chicago, and they went up and they and they introduced themselves. and And she said, "Oh yeah, you know we're from the Bay Area, and you know my sons are Madden, you know, or uh, uh, Oakland Raider fans, and blah blah blah." And and he was so gracious, and he sat down with them, and he talked with them, and everything. And uh, he was wearing one. He was wearing the Super Bowl ring, you know. And and, and her, John, her husband, said that you you couldn't believe how big this man was. And then his hands were just phenomenal. They were just like pie plates, you know. And he had that <laughs> he had that huge ring on. And and they said, well, that's really cool. You know, where are you getting off? And he's like, oh, I'm getting off in Chicago. And they go, well, so are we. We're going to get married. You want to come stand up for us? And he's like, man, I I got a, I got a thing to do, or I would. You know, oh I mean, God. it was just... Which was called the Chicago Bears game, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just... I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, I don't know. He's just... <sighs> He's an icon, you man. Know? And, you know, one of the things that made him so unique, obviously, is, was his coaching style. It was the way that Madden brought his unique style to everything that he did, uh, but especially in terms of coaching. Let's check in. I've got a, a few audio clips here, uh, and let's listen to... Th- this is amazing, man. It's narrated by Pat Summerall. Like, this is just... This is like ear gold to a Raider fan. John Madden always spelled victory. He never had a losing season, won a hundred games faster than anyone, and was coach of the year as a rookie. Let's start off and stay after the whole game. John's methods were unorthodox. While everyone else was imposing Lombardi discipline, he scrapped the Raiders' dress code let its players sit on helmets and encouraged individual expression. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of rules because I saw some of the teams and the rules they had that didn't make any sense. They didn't have anything to do with winning or losing. You know, if you're going to have some rules, you better, you know, just have a few of them and they better be simple so that they all understand them and they better follow them. So the three rules that I had was, you know, be on time, pay attention, and number three was play like hell when I tell you to. (laughs) The Raiders unleashed hell for John. You gonna have any fights this week? Oh man, we gotta have some fights. Football's boy wonder gave Oakland a bad boy attitude. There's a flag, Davidson and Taylor are going at it. There's a big pile up. Here come all the Raiders. Holy Toledo. It's a free for all. People said that, you know, we had renegades, but uh, they were my renegades, so I didn't think they were renegades. 
I never sat around and said, boy, I got a lot of renegades here. Maybe it's, you know, about your kids or something. Maybe they were my kids and, uh, you know, my kids never smell. <laughs> I love that sentiment. And you know what? And this is what I'm going to throw it to you, Swag Jeff. One of the things I think is so amazing about, uh, about, about Coach Madden is that whenever – look, we're sports guys. We're football guys. Um, whenever you can take a lesson that is within sports and you can apply it to real life, I think it's some of the most unique things and one of the most special things that, and gifts that sports gives us. I use those three rules – with my kids, with my two boys. Right on. I use those rules. Be on time. Be accountable is essentially what that is. Um, you know, play like hell when I tell you to. When it's time to go, it's time to freaking go. You know what I mean? And, like, so th- those simple three rules that John Madden laid out there, like, it transcends. It goes so way beyond. So for somebody like you who, like Mosh said, Madden's retired 10 years before you are even born, those are the kind of things that, your generation pulls from him, right? Oh, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and, and he carried that with him through all of his professions that he did. You know, I mean, when it was time to go, it was time to go. You know, I mean, as a, as a commentator, as a video game thing, you know, as, as doing the commercials, I think Mosh said he, he was in real estate. Like, he did everything, and you know, but, but he was football. You know, no matter what he did, it was all football. You know, what, one of my favorite clips that I ever saw of him was uh, the first episode of Hard Knocks. At the end oh. of that episode, you remember that? When, yes. they, when you're doing all that drive, 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 drive. Yes, you know, yes, out, yes, on yes. On the sled. Like, that's, Good call. that's one of my favorite that's things that I've ever seen of, of John. Yeah, absolutely. And just, yeah, and like, and so just the, the, the amount of intensity and intention. Yeah, I mean, and and he every- was, you know, he was long retired from, you know, announcing and doing all this stuff. He's an old man standing on this stuff, but like, you know, reminiscing like it was yesterday and stuff like that. It was just, that's so cool, man. Absolutely, man. I, I, I love it. And again, those, those three rules and, you know, of course, and I, I think I failed to mention the pay attention portion of it, but yeah, just like, you know, have a self-awareness, like yes. do your job, right? Like you hear phrase so many different ways in, in today's NFL and today's sports culture. Um, but man, it's coach Madden drilled it all the way down. Mosh, you always used to talk about that, about like how there are all these, all these, you know, and as a, a, a lifelong coach yourself, there's all these extraneous things that you can come up with. There's all these extra rules that you can come up with. But like Madden says, none of those things ever helped anybody win a football game. Nope. Wearing a necktie on an airplane or nope. not sitting on your helmet helped you win, right? And like, and you applied a lot of that to your coaching style. I did, style. I did. You know, I, and, and, and there was times when, you know, uh, I coached wrestling, as in a, you know that, in, in addition to everything else that I coached. And, and there was times when my guys would say, Coach, we want to, we want to, we want to get these new tights. And uh, they're really cool. And, and at the time, my my team was the Patriots. And so I said, "Well, what are they? Well, they're like a they're like a red, white, and blue. They're kind of like." And I'm like, "Done." But if we do it, we're all doing it. And they're like, "Done." So you know, it was like, and th- did that help us win anymore? No, but it was cool. And it was and it was something. It was was it was it one of those things that I could do for these guys to make them run through a wall for me? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that that's the thing that Madden did. Yes. You know, you want to sit on your damn helmet, sit on your helmet. Just get out there and knock somebody else's helmet off. <laughs> that's Amen. It, you know? Amen. Truth. But you know, and that, and that's the thing. He under he understood the psyche of the player. And when you understand the psyche of the player, you could take that and you could and you can mold that into take these misfits, this 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 
gang of knuckleheads, if you will, and make them all have a common goal to win, man. Absolutely. And so speaking of that, so let's talk a little bit about Madden's style on the field. Uh, and this is great. So we're here again, we're going to check back in with some Pat Summerall stuff here and hear about Coach on the field doing exactly what Mosh just described. John was a renegade on the sidelines. In an era dominated by stoic, emotionless coaches, he shattered all the unwritten rules for sideline decorum. You know, I used to sometimes watch highlights and see myself, and I'd say, geez, I'm not that guy. That's not me. And it was like, you know, like I had a, a walking around me, and I had a coaching me. <laughs> and they were two different guys, and I don't know that they ever met each other. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, but just that embracing the renegade nature of his team. And, you know, uh, if I could tell a story that, that's yours, Mosh. So Uncle Mosh, one of his teams that he coached, uh, there was another uh, coach from another sport that referred to his team as, oh, why don't you go over there with Coach Salty in the fun club? And what did Mosh do is instead of rebelling <laughs> against that and, 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 you know what I mean, and fighting against that idea, instead he had shirts made up for the whole team that said the fun club. Like, and that's what the Raiders of the 70s were. They were the freaking fun club, man. Yeah. And it Madden embraced that and allowed that to, to, to breathe and allowed these guys to, for, to have their individuality. Um, but under this, you've got the reign of Al Davis. So you have this incredibly large imposing figure over Madden and a, that, that loomed constantly. And he was accused a lot of times of Madden was of being a puppet for Al Davis, just like uh, Tom Flores was just like any John Gruden, was, anybody else that ever coached under Al Davis. Listen to what John Madden had to say about working with Al Davis and quote, being a puppet. Unable to reconcile his phenomenal success and unconventional methods. Some suggested he was a puppet. And Al Davis was pulling the strings. Well, it's an excellent rumor, but unfortunately it isn't true. John Madden coaches our football team. In 1969, when John was appointed head coach, uh, my role with the Oakland Raiders changed from one of a direction. I used to direct the football team, even though I was the owner and not coaching, uh, to one of assistants. There was no one between Al and I. Al Davis never once turned down anything that I ever wanted. We were the you know, first ones to have mini camps. We were the first to film practice. We were the first to do a lot of things that, you know, now, you know, you'd sound, you know, it sounds like, well, that's normal. That's the way you do it. Which is incredible. So you're not only you're talking about this guy is innovative with his coaching style, but the methods in which he coached coach with are innovative. No wonder that it led them to so many victories and such an unprecedented record. You've got some of the stats there, Mosh. Talk a little bit about about what Madden's career looks like and culminated. Okay, so <clears throat> at, without running the risk of being a stat that kind of guy. <laughs> He posted a regular season record of 103 wins, 32 losses, and seven ties. Unbelievable. That's incredible. That's you know, incredible. and of course, we, we, don't, we don't have ties now you know, as much. Right, you know, as you'll much. See, sure. You'll see one or two, but, you know, coaches will go. Uh, that's, that's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Okay? So six times in those ten seasons that he was there, Oakland recorded ten or more victories. Now, remember, this is a 14-game season. In 1976, they had a 13-1 record to win the AFC division. That was, that, was, that was one shy 
of the perfect season, you know, for for sure. for that, you know, uh, the stuff that they did when they, of course, you know, everybody knows that they beat Minnesota in in Super Bowl uh, uh, Super Bowl eleven, um, but they won. They went on between nineteen seventy six and nineteen seventy seven. They won set. They actually won seventeen games in a row. And it was one short of the NFL record for consecutive seasons, which was Miami's eighteen and zero. Correct. The year they went undefeated. Yep. So they were they were right on the precipice of having all these modern day records. And this is the era when Oakland was the winningest professional sports team in all of sports history. Okay, of course it 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 failed after that, but sure. at that point they had that to you know. And that's not even on here. That's just something I know. So he had a – this is great. He had a 44-11-5 record versus the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Chargers. Love that. That's a one of my favorites. A 59 win percentage for the Raiders is the best by any coach ever in 100-plus games. He had winning records against Don Shula, Chuck Knoll, Hank Stram, Paul Brown, Sid Gilman, Bud Grant, and Marv Levy. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Those are all Hall of Fame coaches. All Hall of Fame coaches in 10 seasons. Winning records against all of them. 103-32-7 regular season record. um, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, no doubt, no doubt that he was there and, and... for the Hall of Fame, you know, I mean, when he at 42 years old, when you retire, when you um, arguably kind of a Sandy Colfax thing, walk away at the top of your game, sure, you know, and did it, and then went on to have that other that next um, life, unbelievable, <sighs> unbelievable, it's crazy. So one of the things that I love about Madden, I love about uh, his career, like we've talked a lot about. Um, and and is really oh, celebrated amongst all of Raider Nation is about all the the things that Al Davis did that were so innovative, right? Uh, the Maverick and the installation of the Raiders Mystique and the marketing of the team and all crafting basically the vision of what the Raiders were. But you know, a great leader is a great leader, but the first great follower is is equally as important. And Madden crafted and followed in Al Davis's vision and built a lot of it on his own. And frankly, I don't think it's enough credit for what, and we've said that numerous times here, Madden doesn't get enough credit for building the Raiders mystique because Al had the message, but then you got to have the guy to follow it up with. You got to have the guy that's in the press conference. You got to have the guy that's boots on the ground. And that was Madden. And listen to what his strategy was. Again, go back to that, uh, what I, what I, the story I told about Uncle Mosh, where if somebody presents you with a thing, can you repel it? Or can you embrace it? And listen to this, of what Madden's comments were about dealing with, how's this, Raider fans. Tell everyone to stay in the ground and get up slow. John was always scheming for an advantage and wasn't above using misperceptions of his relationship with Davis to wage psychological warfare on opponents. (laughs) We used to be blamed for watering down the field. The Coliseum in Oakland was below sea level, so the, the field would always be wet. You know, so at first, you know, you want to fight back. No, okay, you know, you know, we don't water down the field, blow sea level and all that stuff. I thought, blown If they want to believe that, just tell them, yeah, yeah, we water it down. I told Hank Stram one day, I said, you know, Hank, I said, you'll notice the field's wet. I said, we watered it down. 
And I told the guys, I just wanted like three or four hours on. They went to lunch. They left it on eight hours. I'm sorry. You know, it'll never happen again. <laughs> you know? And then he goes, I know it's not you, John. said, damn Al. So I said, this is a pretty good deal. I can do whatever I want. I mean, I can really be a jerk. And, and they'll blame Al for it. <laughs> Another time, we were at a league meeting, and they were complaining about the fans behind the visiting bench. They're wild and they're too close and they need better security. Well, again, they blame Al for that. You know, like Al handpicked people and, and put them there. So when I stood up to talk about it, I said, you know, you guys are right. Every, every game we play, I worry about the visiting team. You know, you guys just getting out of there, just getting out alive. You know, and, and it is a dangerous situation. And when you come to play there, you have to live with that. Now, now we'll try. As an organization, we'll try and straighten it out for you. But uh, I can't guarantee anything. I freaking love that. That's Swag. incredible. You know, oh my gosh. That's so, I mean, that's like the most Raider thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you know? When you build when you build a house, you got to have an engineer. Yeah. Okay? There you, you know, go. You went, right, and, right, and right, that, right, and that, right. And that, was, and that was Al, was the engineer. And then you got to have a foreman. Over your over your crew, and that was Madden, oh, and then you, you have and then you have the guys that that pound the nails, and that was and the that gang was, of misfits, and that was the right gang of misfits that were hammering, the, or actually they were probably shooting each other with nail guns, <laughs> but you know, but that's that's it, you know, that's well, that's where it is. Yeah, and so the leader of the that gang of misfits, of course, is Snake. Is, is there is no yes. mystery there that you know uh, Madden and Kenny Stabler's careers were uniquely tied. Uh, there is a reason that John Madden was the one that posthumously inducted Kenny into the right, Hall of Fame. Right. And the relationship betw between Kenny and, and, and Madden, again, was, was unique. What's interesting about Kenny is that he played for some of the most legendary coaches in the history of football. He played for Bear Bryant in Alabama, right. plays for John Madden, plays for Bum Phillips twice, once in Houston and then, uh, of course, in New Orleans where he ended his career. But listen to the reverence that Stabler talks about Madden. And, and this is the first time we featured this clip on the show. And, uh, you know, look, Kenny's my all-time favorite player, and, and I know many of yours as well. And this is really cool, man. This is, a, this is again, a, a new clip. And, and it just really kind of on the heels of Madden passing and, of course, you know, Stabler passing a few years ago. It's, uh, it's kind of heartwarming, and it's really, really cool. There's been a couple of common threads that have run through my career. I've always played for somebody that I really admired and respected. I've had great, great coaches, and I've always been surrounded with good football teams. And you know, you have that tough love father figure in high school and this godlike figure in, in college, and playing for John was like playing for a golf partner or, <laughs> or a drinking buddy or something. You just one of the guys. Well, I was going to say, you talked about some of the things that Coach Bryant instilled in you. And what strikes me is I'm not sure a lot of the Raiders would have really fit in with Coach Bryant. So what was it like to be in that kind of atmosphere compared to the Alabama? A blast. Just a, a blast. You're so young when you're at Alabama and you're around Coach Bryant. You know, he's like I said, he's just this bigger-than-life figure. And I just stared at him all the time when he'd come through the locker room or come through this, the dorm or come through anywhere. I just kind of stared at him and watched him and the way he would handle people and stuff like that. And then to go play for John, he gave us all the room to do whatever he wanted to be. Well, the Raiders had this persona that was unlike any other. What was it like being part of that group? Only team in the league to travel with a bail bondsman. Uh, <laughs> just so much fun. So much fun. Characters, you know. But there was another, the common thread, you know. That, that, that team was, 
that team was full of a bunch of really fun-loving, free-spirited, egomaniacs that were just really good people, though, good-hearted people and, and very talented football players. That entire team was laced with talent on every, in every area. And to be able to play that way with a great team, play for a guy like John who no rules, no codes, no hair codes, no dress codes, no curfew codes, no codes. Be on time and play hard. Be on time and play hard is all John ever said. So you, you play for somebody like that, and, and with that great team, you know, what else can you ask Did for? Did you have some late nights? Uh, John put me in charge of curfew. See, I was, the guy that had to, <laughs> I was the guy that had to try to get out there and get them all in, you know. And, right. Just being you know, responsible. Just being a responsible team player, team guy, you know, and, and trying to get those guys. And it, no going home since. You couldn't get them to go home. But I'll tell you what they did do is they showed up at 1 o'clock on Sunday, you know, and played, you know, and that's all John ever asked. There we go, man. So there's the legend so snake, man. Awesome. Isn't that great, man? Yeah, so good stuff there from Kenny. All right, we got one more for you. Oh, actually, I got about 18 more for yeah. you, but we're going to. Uh, well, uh, hey, did, we didn't mention. So did, did you see Did you see what Mark Davis did yesterday? Talk oh, about it. Yeah, talk so, about so that. So Mark Davis uh, lit uh, lit the torch yesterday for uh, for John. He lit it for John and for Al uh, because, you know, they were the guys that instilled the mystique of the Raiders and stuff like that. So we lit it at 6 p.m. last night in honor of the first Monday night football game. Uh, yeah. So oh, yeah, that's so, so cool. cool. The, and like, the, the original start time for Monday night football. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. so if, if you go on there, uh, any of their social media, Ra- Raiders, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, and you see a picture of Mark. Just like holding the holding the trigger and the thing just lights up like behind oh, him and he's at the dude. podium or whatever. Chills. Like it gives you chills, man. It's it's way cool. Oh, that's legit. Yeah, that's legit. Well, you know, so uh, here at the end, it, it, Mosh, you got anything before I got play on this last clip and then we'll talk, talk about what they did with the uh, with the. Uh... Swag, did you talk about that with the with the oh the with video, the, the, the video feed yeah, in yeah, front of Allegiant Stadium? Yeah, they they put a huge memoriam right there because I mean Allegiant Stadium is so incredible. It's got the you know a, you know that outdoor video the board outdoor thing. video yeah. board thing and stuff. So yeah, so I mean the, the, you'll see highlights or whatever as you drive by sometimes. Well, they had this huge memoriam thing. Oh, for, nice for John. Yeah, Very it was cool. way cool. All right, so you know I, I mentioned the, the the life lessons early on that uh, that that coach taught us. My favorite all-time quote, and again, using something that transcends out of sports into, into real life. My favorite quote from John Madden is this, and because I think this is applicable to, uh, to, to, to real life. Even Johnny John Madden, who won 100 games in 10 years, used some bizarre methods. Now, I used to say something before a game, every game before we'd go out, and I, and sometimes even at halftime before we got, I had no idea what it meant, but I heard it someplace, and it sounded like a pretty good idea. The last thing I'd say was, "Don't worry about the horse being blind; just load the wagon." Then let's go. I have no idea what it meant, but you know, some guys <laughs> kind of got excited when I said it. You know what's funny to me is that uh, you know you hear like songwriters and stuff. They'll say like I don't know, it was just a thing that popped into my head. I wrote down the lyric, but people take it and make it this whole big old giant thing. So there you go. So John just says, "Don't worry about the horse being blind; just load the wagon." But to me, like I've always taken that as, "Don't get paralysis by analysis." Like sometimes you just gotta go. Sometimes you just gotta load the wagon. It doesn't matter if the horse doesn't know where the hell it's going. You just gotta hop on and ride, man. Yep. Like you just gotta do it, man. And those kinds of like those sentiments, man. Again, those teaching moments from Coach Madden. That's what made him so incredibly special. And so we just want to celebrate uh, the life of Coach Madden. Many condolences to the to the Madden family, of course. And uh, you know, it, this was far beyond uh, just a Raider loss. This was a loss for uh, the entire sports landscape. And uh, yeah, so. Let's uh, hit the button there and head to the sea of fans.
is fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He's thrown. It is. I appreciate everybody joining us here tonight uh, live on Raiders Fan Radio. Everybody that's at YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Swag Jeff, who's in the chat tonight? Oh, my gosh. Raider Loco, uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, uh, Jason Thomas, GC's in there. Uh, Pirate 1975, Tyrone Graves. Uh, let's see who else we got in here. Raiderborn Rico is in there. Paul is in there. Fabricator Gill, Ebony Graves, Tyrone Graves, Seattle Nick, Fargo Raider, uh, Michelle Sweat. We got the whole crew, man. Quentin Hood's in there. Quentin GC, Hood, yeah. I see that. Hey, uh, we've gotten some super chats, too. Do you mind calling those out? Uh, let's see. I, well, I'll try to scroll up as far as I can. Okay. Pirate 1975, uh, 499 donation said, Y'all ever play Olsen 21 on Atari? Just need one button. that's good yeah 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 uh who else we got in there uh big easy with a ten dollar donation godspeed coach madden thanks for all the memories uh let's see uh tyrone graves rest in peace to legendary hall of fame coach boom madden uh raider nation for life and beyond uh daniel mangus 999 donation getting choked up can i get a raiders raiders but we've uh, we've raised uh, eighty three bucks so far. Let's tonight. go! Yeah, let's go! Man. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. nice. Appreciate that. Appreciate all those super chats. And of course, one hundred percent of that money goes to the uh, uh, One Nation Foundation, which is our nonprofit that we formed, and we give all that money uh, out to Raiders related charities. And appreciate your very, uh, very appreciate very much your kindness and generosity around that. Um, all right, so you can join all those people in the chat, uh, as I mentioned on the YouTube, or you can contact us two other ways. Uh, you can call us at 909-345-3346. That's nine zero nine three four five three three four six. And uh, if we play your message on the air three times, we will refer to you then as a made man or a made woman. And we've got a new uh, made man to get to tonight. Uh, but also, we have an email address, and that is show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That's S-H-O-W at RaidersFanRadio.com. And Uncle Mosh always reads those emails. And Uncle Mosh, who do we have tonight? Well, uh, so Ben Tupper, that was one that we didn't get to last week, right? Oh, yes. This will be fun. <clears throat> Greetings, RFR Nation. I need to start by saying that I'm not an old-school Raiders fan. In fact, I decided to get on board the Silver and Black train about the same, the same time that they announced they were coming to my hometown of Las Vegas. As a rebellious teenager, I was repping Raiders gear in the mid-1980s, but that was more out of an affinity to Ice Cube than Al Davis. However... I can claim a little OG status with your podcast, as I have been listening to it long enough to remember when Swag Jeff had a much easier time going back into Raiders history and pinning episode numbers to jersey numbers of Raiders greats. Now that your episode count is in the hondos, I get a chuckle each week listening to him work complex mathematical contortions <laughs> that require advanced <laughs> graduate-level calculus to find some sort of historic... Football relevance to the episode number 247. Nice. Nice. Little do they know that Swaggy's a mathematical genius. So I know, right? will always yeah. be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, when the Raiders came to town, I also had the good fortune of having one of the senior coaches move in next door to me. I will keep his identity secret for now, giving he shares a lot of insider scoops with me. Right, Mary Nelly. But, <laughs> su- <laughs> but suffice to say, his family has been awesome, and they are credit to the Raider Nation in all they do professionally. 
as well as in the community. They have also hooked me up with lots of unique swag issued just to staff and players and not for public sale. As such, when I got it, when, when, when I go to games, I appear a lot cooler than I actually am. Ha <laughs> ha. Need nice to know people in high places, I guess. My wife and I have season's tickets, and I wanted to comment on your recent lamentations about how the Allegiant Stadium slash Vegas Raiders experience is lacking certain things that you all miss from the olden golden days in Oakland and how I see things in the unique context of Las Vegas. While I have attended lots of NFL games in my life, I never went to any games in Oakland or L.A. My wife and I first got introduced to Raider Nation when we went to see them play in Arizona about three years ago. She's from Japan, and it was her first NFL game ever. We had a blast. The Raiders had a miraculous comeback and won, but the, fin the finale was marred by one of the Raider fans who sat in front of us. He'd been pounding 22-ounce Estrella Jalisco beers all game, and apparently that beverage also acts as a stool softener and laxative. Because he was so drunk, he didn't realize he'd filled his pants with lots of brown stuff. <laughs> it had soaked through his cargo shorts, and every time he stood up to cheer, my wife saw the swamp-ass stain had spread further and looked at me with fear in her eyes and even... <laughs> <laughs> looked at her, me with fear in her eyes that every game in Vegas was going to also be a shit show. <laughs> well, as we know, many of the games in Vegas have been shit shows, but not because of beer squirts from drunk fans. Instead, they have been a mess because of the quality of play on the field, which despite a good start has been inconsistent and crappy as of late. And let the poopy vignette serve as my segue <laughs> to why I think the crowds in Vegas are not flawed and have great potential to replace the crowds from Oakland. To show my evidence for this optimism, I would ask everyone to switch gears and look at hockey for a second. The Vegas Golden Knights come to town five years ago. Five years ago, Vegas has minimal interest in history with hockey. There were minor league teams here and there, but I never met anyone who actually had gone to a game. At the start, the Golden Knights fan base was pretty lame and tame compared to where I am from New York State. The crowd was full of fashionistas who seemed more interested in taking selfies than pounding the glass and screaming at the refs. Yet something interesting happened, and it happened rather quickly. What happened was the Knights were winning. This hockey team was good. They made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in the first season. This had a huge impact on the crowd, interest, and intensity. I think we can all agree that if the Raiders were 10-3 and at this point in the season instead of 6-7 and and hadn't choked in front of the home crowd versus the Bears and the Bengals and what football team? There could be a lot more energy in the building. Winning is the elixir that makes people more excited to come to a game. Winning makes you more excited to cheer louder when the enemy is facing a third down and long. And most importantly, winning makes you more motivated to scream, F you! At some annoying Chiefs fans who were sitting in front of me. And, oh, by the way, I may be new to the Raider Nation, but oh my God, those Kermit the Frog-worshipping idiots are the worst fan <laughs> base go. I have <laughs> ever seen. Between their stupid borderline racist tomahawk chop to their corn-fed oversized women screaming at Kelsey that they want to marry him, I was ready to lose my PSL by chucking Modelo beers and pizza slices and popcorn buckets at the back of their heads. I digress. 
As you all currently stated, Vegas is a destination city. As such, the Raiders and the Golden Knights and the A's, when they also move here, are going to have a larger-than-normal share of visiting team fans in attendance. I say challenge accepted. I know from the Knights games there is always a huge contingent of visiting fans there, and they cheer loud. But when that happens, Knights fans have learned to scream louder and shut them down. Hell, at a recent game, a Knights fan ripped off her prosthetic leg and used it to smash annoying visiting fans. If that ain't Raider Nation, I don't know what is. Here's the link, NewYorkPost.com, 2021-1129. Video, woman used her prosthetic leg in fight at NHL game. In closing, Raider Nation, how many of our people in the chat are looking that up right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In closing, Raider Nation has to understand that for a large percentage of season ticket holders in Vegas, this is the first time they are going to NFL games on a regular basis. Give us time to learn more, see more, and get our own unique Sin City flavor into the mix. Vegas will never be Oakland, so don't expect it to be. Vegas is the best city in the country, and it will have a lot to offer the Raider Nation. I think we can all agree that it is more fun once you leave a game to be in Vegas than Oakland. So, that fact should be factored into the equation of what the complete experience in Vegas will offer us as fans. Anyway... That's my two cents as a new fan and Vegas resident. Here is to 2020, a new season with a new head coach, a new QB, and kudos to Mark Davis for making some hard off-the-field decisions that in the long run were the right decisions to make for the integrity of the Raiders and its diverse fan base. Nice job. Ben Tupper. Ben Tupper. Good job, Ben. All right, so I think that is is a great email. I think that's a great firsthand account of what's going on in Vegas with Vegas Raider fan because we only know Oakland Raider fan and we're visiting so we only know what our experience is so I'm, I can't pull back my comments from before because that was my experience and it was and it was legit uh, but what I can do is hear Ben and say this that I'm willing to trust that what he's saying will take root and 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 I can you know Jeff you're a big hockey guy yeah and 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 so he used the Golden Knights as an example you and I are going to the to to a game the the National Predators for those of you who don't know we live outside of Middle Tennessee now we're going to the National Predators game on February 24th it's a game where Pekka Rene will be the first ever player to have his jersey retur- uh, retired by the Predators yes you can't get a ticket we scrubbed no. and to get a ticket. Be- I remember, but that said, I remember back in the day going to Predators games, it was half filled with Blackhawks fans or Dallas Stars fans or whatever. Now, though, it's a rarity that you see that. Because the team's good. Thank you. Pick up on that. Because the team's good. When the team first started, you know, I mean, you know, it was just kind of a novelty. You know, oh, that's a fun thing to do in Nashville while you're there. You know, I mean, and, you know, Blackhawks fans, it's cheaper for them to fly down to Nashville, get a ticket, stay in a hotel, then fly back than it is to go to a game at United Center in, in Chicago or, you know, or, or name any of the other places, any of the Canadian teams and stuff like that. So it was, you know, it was a, you know, a touristy kind of place to go. But then the team got good. The team got good and went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and you know was oh you know won a few division titles and stuff like that in our young history, and you know and so when the team's good, home fans will come. So let's trust 
that what Ben is saying and what you just said about the Predators, yes. what we've seen even with the Titans here, because and the reason I draw these parallels, and I know this isn't a show about Nashville sports, but what Nashville is unique and what has in common with Vegas is that it's a destination, very touristy-driven city. Like, that's what drives the economy around here is tourism at a lower scale than Vegas, but yeah. conceptually, it's the same thing. Yeah. And so when you introduce a new team to a new market that's unique like that, because look, it's not like, you're not talking about moving a team to Seattle here. You're not talking about moving a team to San Antonio. And you know what I'm saying? You're talking about a very touristy area. And so let's hope that the Raiders will find success on the field, and then it will drive yes. those Raider fans. When you put a good product on the field, people will come. Fans will come. Amen. The casual fan will come and wear their Raider gear and stop at the pro shop and get a hat and a jersey and stuff like that. You know. But when it's mediocre and you don't know what to expect, then yeah, it's going to leave all those empty seats for Chiefs fans and Charger fan and Washington fan and Bengals fans and all that stuff. So... You know, uh, just win. Just win. I'll give you one more quick point, and then Mosh jump into the next email. Another point that uh, um, that I like to make that, like, it, in, uh, Ben didn't refer to it directly, but something unique. Also, again, talking about a new market, you got to get the kids. The kids got to got to grow up. Jeff, you grew up a National Predators fan because yeah. you went to games when you were young. All that you're talking about a new market like Vegas. The kids are rooting for the Cowboys or the Chiefs because they're good or whatever else. Right. You've got to get the young fans into the stadium, see the Raiders, fall in love with the team, and then as they grow up, yeah. then they, you, you establish a new fan base yeah. that way. Well, and Raider Vic is in there. He said It's called bandwagon fans, bandwagon fans. Yeah, well, you know, you jump the people on the bandwagon, but then they stay. But then they you know, stay. Because it's, you know, it's Raider Nation, you know. So, those yeah, are the people selling casual, their damn seats. Get these casual fans in the building, see a good product on the field, and go, oh, my gosh, this is my new favorite team. I love this. Yeah. You know? Because who is it? What did you say? It was Vic? Yeah, Vic. Because Vic, look, it's not going to be Oakland anymore. And I think that's what we got to embrace. We got to get, and look, it doesn't mean that I, we have to like every single little thing and all that kind of stuff. But there is a, a, a world where Vegas can be Vegas, Oakland could be Oakland, and neither one of them have to be bad. They're just going to be different. And so, anyways, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll hope that it takes root. All right, Mosh, who do we got up next? Hello, RFR family. Another ugly win on Sunday. But what did the Mavericks say? He said, just win, baby. We're not out of the playoffs, and while I truly believe our chances are slim in the playoffs, but as always the case this year, they are our bigger problems. We have lost an icon today. The great John Madden has passed away at the age of 85. My father showed me highlights of the Holy Roller, the Sea of Hands, and of course the Super Bowl. I knew who John Madden was long before I started playing the video game. I truly believe the good for you. I truly believe the Raiders should rally behind Coach Madden and rally to the playoffs for Madden. Come on, Raiders. This is your time. Everyone is expecting you to fail. It's us versus the world. Tape into the Raiders of old. You should have wrote tap. Tap into the commitment to excellence. Tap into the pride and poise. The will to win. And tap into just win, baby. I will not talk draft or the next head coach until the end of the 2021 season. Come on, Raiders. Tell the NFL to go beep themselves by going to the playoffs that's all that's all that's my take take care raider nation yours truly matthew mangus proud made man the potty mouth 2020 <laughs> gemini man winner saltiest loser 2021 nice job nice job always love to hear from the mangus boys mangus boy 
Good evening. No, I know, all. but I mean both collective. Yeah, yeah, there's only one. Hopefully the CML <laughs> finds you well after a busy Christmas schedule. The last few weeks I've had to start my email on a sad note, and it's happened again this week as the Raiders announced the sad passing of Bruce Davis. We didn't even mention that. I feel oh, terrible. All right, yes. Uh, you want to hit on that when I'm done? Sure. Uh, I know these guys can't go on forever, but it stings when they go. So rest in peace, big guy. What a win that was against the Colorado Blowhards. The performance may not have set the pulse racing, but who cares? Just win, baby, is the, in its truest form. Anybody out there who thinks different, differently, then ask yourself this question. If we go on to win the next six games in the same way, will you care? I know we all want to see thrill-a-minute kick-ass football all the time, but that's not always possible, especially at this time of the season. We stopped the run and we ran the ball very well ourselves, controlling the clock in the process. I would have loved nothing more than to beat the mutation of an organization by 60 points, but knowing we won and almost certainly ruined Elway's Christmas is enough for me. I hope the oats in his nose bag tasted like shit and the last <laughs> thing he saw... <laughs> <laughs> Are <laughs> you, Paul? That's great. <laughs> wait, wait, it gets better. <laughs> and the last thing he saw before his helpers closed the stable door was that lofted pass to Foster Moreau that killed the game. If we hadn't done our damnedest to help them with the three turnovers, the score would have been as close as wouldn't have been as close as it was. It was to limit them to one for ten on third downs. Eight first downs and only 18 rushing yards was a thing of beauty. My MVPs for the game were Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, and Desmond. With the exception of the fumble, Josh Jacobs was superb. He played angry, especially after the fumble, and he also seemed to be holding back a split second on his runs, which allowed the gap to develop for him. If he's finally coming into form, and if we can get Darren Waller back, the timing couldn't be any better. Max Crosby had another inspirational game. He never stops from first whistle to last. His passion and will to win are first class. With a depleted backfield, I thought Desmond played pretty well. He covered a lot of ground and always seemed to be on camera when the tackles were needed. His coverage was very impressive. I think the move from Corey Littleton to Devion to, uh, no, 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 to Diablo was important as well. Stats wise, <laughs> Diablo only had Diablo, Divine Diablo, Divine Diablo only had one tackle, but his presence is being felt more. So keep him fit and keep him there. One thing that did make me smile was when the camera picked up Nathan Peterman taking reps on the sideline and putting his helmet on. I wish I had a collective photo of the nation's faces. I bet we all wanted Derek Carr then, didn't we? So, oh. yep, it's on to Indianapolis. I feel confident about beating the Chargers, but I have to admit this game at the Colts is already giving me sleepless nights. The closer we get to the playoffs, the more the nerves and anxiety will kick in, and there is a really good team, and they're a really good team at this minute. We're still making too many mistakes to feel totally confident in things, and as much as I want to be more upbeat, the fear of failure has hit me. I envy anybody who can sit calmly through a game. I'm a total lunatic, and I don't remember the last time I watched a game without standing up or pacing the room, shouting at players, coaches, and officials on a TV screen as if they can hear me. It's total lunacy, but like a lot of others, that's what I do, and I'm the best head coach in the world for three and a half hours every Sunday. <laughs> the desire for these guys to succeed never weakens, does it? 
So on Sunday at 6 p.m. UK time, I'll be there again, popping antacids like sweet tarts and with coffee <laughs> fixed to a drip. If I have one message for the players over the next two games, it's this. Whoever your God is or she is, choose to live out your dreams for us. So do your job and treat us well because we're fragile things, really. Elsewhere in the league, the Washington football team took a slapping off the Cowboys and then started fighting each other on the sidelines. Is it me or does Vic Fungio always look like a guy that's trusted a fart one time too many? <laughs> <laughs> CBS says <laughs> never trust a fart, never pass the bathroom, Vic. That's right. CBS has finally found someone that talks as much garbage as Gene Steratore. Like a boutique barber. How the hell did he ever become a player when he can't remember the names of players oh and where a team gosh. comes from? Yes. We're not the Oakland Raiders anymore. It's not Mason Crosby at defensive end. And when an illegal use of hands to the face penalty is called, check the replay on the monitor in front of you before disagreeing with it. Everybody else on the planet saw it, you fool. <laughs> so Jeez, it's two more, ones, two more wins needed, Raider Nation. And despite my downbeat feelings about this Sunday, who knows what's going to happen? The form book goes out of the window at times like this, and COVID could still have a huge say in where the season is going to end. Hey, guys. Hey, Paul. This is an addendum. I'm all, I've already sent my email for the week when I heard the news we'd lost Coach Madden. I had to send this addition to pay my respects in full. This is a devastating loss. We all know what he stands for in our history and the great legacy he's left the game in general. The tributes that he'll receive will all be well-deserved, and he'll forever be in our hearts and minds. Football has lost one of its greatest characters, but the Raiders have lost our greatest coach, who happened to be a wonderful man and a pure spirit. God bless you, Coach, and thank you. With love and sadness, Paul. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton, Shopshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan BRT Sizzler Award. Nice. Paul. 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 Your name Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello. Paul. I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul, yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh hi. I'm Paul. Appreciate you, Paul, and appreciate uh the other emails that we got tonight. So Paul brought up the the passing of Bruce Davis and, and as Mosh said, shame on us for not uh uh, honoring him and bringing that up earlier. Uh, of course, Bruce Davis, uh, uh, legendary left tackle for the uh, for the Raiders, played from 79 uh, to 87 with the Raiders, and then also had a couple years with the Oilers after. But what's so unique about him and his career is that he came, like, remember that other guy that we have in the Hall of Fame that played over there, that was Art Shell? Like, that was his, that was
was basically his mentor. You know what I mean? And and it's uh, it's really tough to take over for a legendary player, especially somebody who's an all-timer like Art Shell. And Bruce Davis stepped right into that role and, of course, was a two-time Super Bowl champion uh, with the Raiders. So, uh, so much respect to him for his playing career. Condolences to his family. And, uh, and thank you again, Fall, for bringing up uh, the legendary career of, of Bruce Davis. We appreciate that. Um, speaking of legendary careers... Every crew needs a captain, and hey. when it comes to our voicemails, uh, man, we we uh, we have a leader of the crew. Uh, he is the, what we call the capo, and he is Aaron the Q Dog Raider, and always kicks off this segment. Greetings, Don Marsh, Run the Ball, Sonny, Consigliere, Uncle Moss, Swag Jeff, Sergeant Arms, Big Raider Trucker, Ron the Mater Raider, Young Chili Dog from Windy University, Spiderhead Nation. We're eight and seven again. We're, we're the captains of our own playoffs. Faith. All I got to say is. Just don't blow it. Now, kudos to Rod Marinelli for having the defensive line show up the past two games, stopping the run and pressuring the passes of the opposition. Now, kudos to Zay Jones and his six catches over the back-to-back victories. And congratulations need to go out to Kevin the Raider Nerd, who knocked me out of the RFR Fantasy Football League of Records by three measly points. Mm. And, yes, I left about 29 points on the shelf with Damian well, I'm not even going to talk about it because it's too painful, but maybe four <laughs> silver linings. Tuesday, we lost a giant at age 85 years old. To a couple of generations, John Madden is perhaps best known for having his name as part of one of the most popular video games of all time. Madden was also well known for being a football commentator on Fox Sports and a pitch man saying things like, boom, tough fast and tenacious for moist cast with itchy feet. But before all that, Madden was successfully a, a young, aspiring NFL coach. Madden was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders from 1969 to 78, going 103-32-7. His teams made the playoffs eight of his ten seasons as head coach, and he never had a losing record. Imagine that. I know our younger NFL uh, fans can't even comprehend that because, you know, friends like Big Raider Trucker, I mean, they've never seen the Raiders good for long. Now, he has more wins than any Raider coach in history, and that 759 winning record is most impressive. Most impressive. Now, nice. the Raiders <laughs> reached the AFC playoffs, uh, AFC championship game, I should say, six times under Madden, winning it in 1976 and taking home the big ring. And they would have won more if it wasn't for those meddling Miami Dolphins or those mustard and cold clad Pittsburgh Steelers. How you like that, Uncle Bosch? But Madden only had three rules. And you probably wouldn't, you know, be surprised if you heard them, but here they go. One, be on time. Two, pay attention. And three, play like hell when I tell you to. That's all he needed to You know, that's all I, I really need to do. He was quoted as saying. So, you know, that's the thing about Matt. He may have been a genius when it comes to studying film and, and game planning, but one of the greatest talents of his was to simplify things. I mean, Amen. he broke his coaching down to three easy rules. How many coaches these days can say that? And he left a commitment to excellence that holds, you know, old heads like myself to refuse to let that type of Raider fan and, and just admiration go to this very day. And I feel sorry for the younger Raider nation. Madden was a notorious for his fear of flying. You may have seen his bus cross the country whenever you were younger with various uh, people from, you know, pop culture and things of that nature. He was an ambassador. Not just an ambassador of football, but ambassador for America to America. Think about that for a second. 
Yet Madden has booked his first-class flight on high, and now he sits beside the likes of Al Davis and so many other Lost Raider legends in Valhalla looking down upon the nation. It is still haunting to hear Madden's cracked voice as he posthumously introduced Ken Stabler for induction into the Hall of Fame. May the current Raiders team take heed to play inspired football Let's go. the remainder of this season of losses and restore the Raider mystique that a chubby, young, mercurial coach fought so long and hard to lead to us as older members of the nation. The hit list. Jackson Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Roger Goodell, and the NFL, who will probably screw us over this weekend at Indy, <laughs> winning there, but it doesn't matter. Just win, baby. Jim Rohn, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, and Insurrections. Did I make the time? Brute. Oh, man, I love it. That's the reason he's the leader of the crew, man. And I I love that sentiment. Raiders play inspired. Let's play inspired for Coach, man. Football's an emotional game. Like, we got two more to go, man. Take that emotion. Like, whatever your awareness is of John Madden and his influence over the Raiders and all of football, take that, put that on your shoulder, and, like, let that be a motivator for you. Let that be a chip to drive you, Raiders. Like, uh, that's an amazing sentiment, Capo, and thank you very, very much, as always, for your call. Um, All right, we got a few more to get to tonight. We're going to kick it off with our good buddy. You hear us talk about him all the time. I can't believe this guy's not made yet. It's our buddy Trinidad. Trinidad you're oh my killing God. me. Yeah. So let's go. What's up, Murph? This is Trinidad. We just came out of the game here in Las Vegas versus the Broncos. We whooped up on them. A little too close for comfort, but still we pulled it out. Playoff hopes are alive. Feeling great. Go Raiders. Go Raiders, my nice. friend. Absolutely. Good stuff there from see Trinidad. See you in uh, 10 days. We'll see you in 10 days and, uh, and look forward to, uh, to making uh, Trinidad one of the next made men around here. Uh, look forward to that. Uh, but before Trinidad, we have an official uh, uh, new member to the crew tonight. Oh, no way. Yeah, he's made his third call and a very impassioned call, and this is a great call. And uh, we see him in the chat room all the time. It's our good buddy, Storm, and congratulations on being the newest made man here in Raiders Fan Radio. Hey, what's going on, Raider Nation? This is Storm from Astoria again, and i got to say, first of all, before anything else, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy Boxing Day. Whatever you celebrate, just make sure you come out and celebrate because the Raiders just beat Denver. Let's go! 4-0 versus them in the last two years. Oh, warms my heart. Warms my heart. It's been, uh, it was a gutsy game, gritty game, you know, for a time there. I, I had my doubts, but we came out with the Christmas Day, or Boxing Day, excuse me, W. That's all that matters, really. Um, going forward, I don't want to think too much about going forward. I don't think this team is very good, not in sense of talent, but in terms of execution. This offense, specifically, I don't want to talk too much about Derek Carr, actually, but I will say he's doing his usual December trip where he just tanks. In years past, this would have been a loss because Derek Carr was bad and the offense was bad. But, but, we have a defense for once. And they're not just like a collection of older guys, although we have some key veterans spots. Our young guys are stepping up. Chelsea Divine Diablo out there looking nasty in coverage. Max Crosby, Keyshawn Nixon, young guy, depth guy, cornerback, big stop there. It's just been wonderful, really wonderful to see this team's defense come together. Honestly, I wonder sometimes if I'm even watching the Raiders. I've never had a defense in my entire life. It's, it's just crazy. And at the end of the day, the Raiders gave themselves a chance going late into the year, into December. And honestly, that's probably the best Christmas present I could ever ask for. 
And if that, and you know what? I'll admit that's kind of a little pathetic. But guess what? The Raiders have been a little pathetic, right? We just have a chance. Is it likely that we're going to make the playoffs? I don't know. Probably not. Is it likely Sad that we sack. sort of just ruined our last draft pick? Sure. But you know what? Damn it! Let me enjoy a Christmas win yes. and four and zero versus the Broncos and Let's some go. great development from our young guys. Honestly, just a banner day, a great win. Happy holidays, Raider Nation. That's what it's all about. Just one, baby. Let's go, Nice. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. All right, once again, congratulations and welcome to the Crew Storm. Appreciate you. And uh, so next up, we've got a, a guy that on a technicality and on uh, lost documentation, there's a whole shredding incident that we had here in the fan cave. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam in San Diego, I think, is the only guy that's been made like, I don't know, like six times or something. Anyway, so let's check in with our buddy Adam in San Diego. Raiders! Yeah, baby. That's right. I mean, I know it's the Broncos, but woo! two more victories and we in the playoffs. And remember, we just watching. We can't be critiquing. We're just there to enjoy the victory. Enjoying football. Ah, let's go. Let's go, man. Nice. <laughs> nice job, Adam and Sandy. I appreciate you, man. I love to hear the passion after a, after a win, man, especially a good one like that against the Donkeys. Uh, all right, like, next up, uh, guys, I got a, uh, a, we got a late call here that I was able to squeeze in. This is uh, our good buddy, Houston Raiders Steve. Oh, nice. First Marsh, right there. Nation, Houston Raiders Steve. Dedicate my call to John Madden. Uh, rest in peace, John Madden, and also uh, Bruce Davis. John Madden says, if you think about it, I've never held a job in my life. I went from being an NFL player to a coach to a a broadcaster. I haven't worked a day in my life. The other famous coach uh, quote he had among many were, he said, don't worry about the horse being blind, just load the wagon. He said that at halftime that pumped up his team. Uh, He was, uh, he's out of Daly City, uh, California, and he played it, he got he got drafted in the 21st round, pick number 244, I believe, by the Philadelphia Eagles. He blew out his other knee uh, in, on the practice squad, never played professional football, but he learned a lot of great uh, insight from the great coach, Norm Van Brocklin. He was uh, at San Diego State as the defensive coordinator, 67. He was drafted, or he was picked by Al Davis to be the linebacker's coach from 67 to 68. At the age of 32, he was the uh, youngest head coach in the NFL at the time. And he coached from uh, sort of 1978, I, I believe. He was coached for 10 years. Anyway, his winning percentage was 759, which is the highest winning percentage by a head coach in NFL history at head of uh, Lombardi. 
This record was 103. Got my notes here. Sorry about that. 103, <laughs> 32, and 7. He had no losing seasons. He was an everyday man. Everybody could relate to John Madden. He was in the beer commercials. He had the game, uh, the Madden game. He was a great broadcaster for 22 years with Pat Summerall. He's dearly missed. He was the first Raiders coach that I remember, probably same with Mosh. All right there. Nice Nice. sentiment there from our good buddy, Houston Raider Steve. We call him the historian, and he's always bringing the facts and the the Raiders history to us. We appreciate you, Houston Raider Steve. All right, we got uh, two more to get to. Guy we hadn't heard from in a long time. Let me give you a little just a super brief history on this guy. It was so funny. So we we heard calls from him the first couple times, and back when Cousin Sonny used to do the show, Cousin Sonny said, this guy sounds like he's like 6'6 and like lives in like the middle of nowhere and like <laughs> like saws logs with his bare hands. And sure enough, we found out the dude lives in Wyoming. He's 6'6, like 300 pounds, and saws logs in half for a living. Yeah, so let's welcome our good buddy, the Wyoming Raider. Mosh, Murph, Swaggy, Capital Nation, Wyoming Raider here. Uh, I haven't called in in a long time because, uh, well, your callers get getting smarter than me, so I figured I would just <laughs> sit back and enjoy the information and uh, not put forward anything myself because everybody seemed like they was better at it than I was. I uh, wanted to call about the donkey game because you know how much I like them donkeys. Fuck <laughs> the donkeys. Sorry about the weight. Oh, wait, uh, I missed that. Then something happened today, and I wanted to just call in and uh, – Take a moment of silence for Coach. The guy was a legend. The end of an era. We're never going to get a coach like that again. Now that the moment of silence is over, I wanted to say one thing. I don't give a shit (laughs) who you are on this team. Quarterback, towel boy. If you don't nut up for this next game... Coach dying isn't enough motivation for you that you don't deserve to wear the damn shield. You get off your ass, you leave your heart, your soul, your sweat, your tears. There better be blood on them uniforms and blood on the field. Let's Coach would have go. wanted it that way. Coach wouldn't have accepted anything less, and it's time we stop accepting less from these people that call themselves Raiders. If you want to wear that honored shield, then grow up, step up, man up. And show me that damn heart. That's all I got to say. Great show. Keep it up. Love you all. Raider Nation. Let's go. Let's go, Wyoming Raider. We love you too, man. Excellent. So good to hear from our buddy, Wyoming Raider, man. That was epic. All right, so we got... uh, Everyone was calling that the Murph bomb that he dropped. I know. I don't know how I missed that. I don't know how I missed that F-bomb. They've been sneaking in all over the place on this show lately, man. All right, uh, so uh, we got one more to get to. So uh, what we do at the end of the voicemails is that we award a Sizzler Award, which goes out to the best emailer or phone caller of the night, and that goes to Uncle Mosh. So let's check in with our very last call of the night before we get to that. And this is uh, one of our one of our favorites. Everybody's our favorite, but this is one of the ones uh, that's one of our most unique callers. And I'll just tell you this. If you got lights and you can turn them down, if you got a candle, you can light. You got some incense, some sort of aromatherapy, like get it fired up. And let's check. MSR? It's, it's, <laughs> let's check. No, it's, that's not what it's it is. not what it is. Oh, let's check in with our buddy in the Canary Islands. He is Italian born, but most importantly, he is Raider born Rico. Hey, guys, it's Rico here. 
So just woke up and realized your madness passed away. And um, when uh, we were talking about who is in our Mount Rushmore, I remember I said you John Madden was in it. John deserved a special place in this organization simply because if Al Davis established the way that the Raiders have to be with the toughness, dedication, will to win, passion, the commitment to excellence we, we all know and embrace. Well, the guy to put all of this in practice and made it possible to happen, to put the franchise in the condition to win, and we're talking about not just a win, baby. We're talking about a win after win every Sunday, blowout wins we're talking about. The guy that put the franchise in the condition to win in the first Super Bowl was John. And without him, without the Raiders style, without his game style that he teased during his career with the team, we will never win the other two Super Bowl. So he made this franchise the franchise we all love. When we talk about the Raiders' greatness, we all all one to John Madden. Remember Salud. that. Without him, we won't talk about Raiders football right now. So thank you, big man. May you have a good trip, certainly with the train or with the plane, to the Olympus of the football gods. Now, I want to cheers to John Madden. I want to cheers, of course, to the Raiders. Hey, listen, Dan Basses, if you, if you want to win a one for John, well, you can win it. Get him, Rico. If you don't, well, it doesn't matter. But learn some histories. And uh, I want to cheers about the years that have been passed and the years we have in front of us. May you have a badass present. And may you have a badass future. Happy New Year, Raider Nation. Cheers to all of you. I love you all. And I'm out. Another strong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the end of that. That was great, man. Thank you so much, Rico. A uh, big salute to you, my friend. And thank you for calling in and, and, and leaving us that message. And, and yeah, absolutely to everybody, man. Uh, hope you had a nice toast there with Rico. Uncle Mosh, who do we have for the Sizzler Award well, tonight? Well, we, we had some great emails. Ben Tupper, Daniel Mangus, and Paul. <laughs> Uh, they were Paul? they were all Paul Paul Paul. They were all right on right on the money. And then of course, Capo started off our voicemails, and he gave us a shout out to uh, to Coach, of course. And he talked about the three rules and how how key they were to our success. Trinidad, Trinidad called from the game. He was feeling good yeah, about the cool. win. Storm got made tonight. And he said that uh, he's relishing in the win, and he basically said, "I don't want to talk about the future." But he went ahead for two and a quarter minutes and did it anyway. <laughs> Adam in SD said, let's go. And then we had Wyoming Raider dropped a Murph bomb. <laughs> Madden. <laughs> he gave us a, it was a great, it was a great job. He used some of his time for a Madden moment of silence. That was nice. And then he basically said, buck up, boys. Do it for the coach. And a few other things that absolutely cracked us up. Rico. 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 <laughs> Who's that guy? He, he's, he's Rico's cousin. Anyway, 
He said that uh, he, he offered a salute, uh, a, a, a safe trip for, for John on the yeah. way to Olympus, and he wished us all a happy new year. But this year, this year, this this end of the year, end of the year show because yeah. I won't, I have I have to work next week, so this will be my last show for twenty twenty one. Okay, there you go. Uh, this this time, the Sizzler Award goes to. I am the Sizzler. 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 You know him, you love him. He cuts your wood. Wyoming <laughs> Ray. <laughs> I am the Sizzler. We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. And we ain't playing around today. From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ah, 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 ah,
Remember, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Adios, malingerers. Don't worry about the horse being blind. Just load the damn wagon. John Madden, R.I.P. Good night, Raider Nation. Good night, YouTubes. Good night, everybody. God bless.